And a very pleasant good morning to you, everyone. I'm Dave Mitchell, along with Chris Morris, and welcome to Decatur, Illinois, Millican University Softball Stadium, the Workman Field. And today we have got NCAA Regional Softball Tournament action for you as the Mount St. Joseph Lions make their first trek into regional tournament play since the 2003 season under head coach Beth Gonerwis, taking on the top-seeded and top-ranked team in the country, the DePauw Tigers, 34-2 and on the year out of Greencastle, Indiana. They were 12-0 and in the nearby NCAC conference. They have won 18 in a row heading into this one. And for the Lions, they are the number six seed, and they are 30-8 and overall. 14-2 and in the Heartland Conference, co-champs, but won the Heartland Conference tournament over the weekend, sweeping Transy in a couple of games, including that championship game 5-1. to And the Lions come in today, winners of 17 in a row. Chris, when you look at DePaul's winning streak, 18 in a row, the last time they were beat was on March 30th, and that was at the hands of these Lions. Yeah, you got two of the hottest teams in the country coming into this first round of this Great Lakes Regional. Obviously, DePaul on an 18-game winning streak and the Mount on a 17-game winning streak. So one of those streaks will have to come to an end this afternoon. And uh, obviously, you get a number one seed, DePaul. And as we saw in the NFCA rankings yesterday, they came in as the number one team in the country. Well, as we told you, the Lions won their first Heartland Conference tournament since the 2003 season. And... It was really a relief to Coach Goddard was to win that tournament. She's a little bit less nervous heading into this one, but still, she wants this thing to happen for their seniors. They had a good weekend at the Heartland Conference. Uh, everything went kind of picture perfect for them. Pitching was outstanding by Sarah Miller and Cam McCool. The bats were hot all up and down the lineup. Defense was outstanding all weekend long. And we're able to get up there in three games and get out of there in three games with a championship and a big opportunity today to get their foot in the door in the NCAA Regional. This is the seventh consecutive NCAA Regional Tournament that DePauw has been in. And their head coach, Erica Hanrahan, who came over from Boston College, is in her ninth year, 235 wins, 133 defeats. She is just the third coach in DePauw history since the 1996 season. They have won the NCAC six times. They got in here by beating Hiram 2-0 in the best-of-three series. And in those finals, they won 4 to nothing in the first game and then won the championship encounter. 8-4, to four, and they will go with their ace here this afternoon, junior Cammie Henry, who's got a .82 ERA heading into this one. When you think about Cammie Henry, you think about one of the top pitchers in the country. Obviously, her numbers speak for themselves, so the Lions offense will have a big test this, to this afternoon, and Sarah Miller will have a big test with DePaul's offense, so it'll, it'll be an exciting game, and it'll be a competitive game, and it'll be a dogfight for both teams. Well, this is just a gorgeous field, Workman Field here in Decatur, Illinois, Millican University. It's 200 down the lines, 220 to dead center field. It is a turf field. You've got the polyurethane field on the, on the, uh, infield and the, also the warning tracks and in the outfield it's gonna be speedy because that is a turf outfield also but when we were watching the warmups Chris, I'll tell you, those bounces, especially that second bounce on the infield, is going to be hazardous today. We talked about Coach, we talked to Coach Gowder with yesterday after the walkthrough practice, and she mentioned that the warning track 
if a ball bounces anywhere near the warning track, there's a good chance that it's going to go over. So that'll be something to keep a close eye on. Obviously, as we were watching both teams take the eight to nine minute infield, you can just see it bounces just a little bit different on that turf infield. And that cheer you heard was for the Mount St. Joseph Lions, who just now took the infield for their allotted nine minutes on the infield here this morning. Well, this tournament has already gotten underway because of Geneva being sent home because they had some COVID tests, so that they were eliminated immediately. The bracketing to stay the same, Chris, but what that means is the loser of this game gets the rest of the day off as long as the winner does, too. They will not be playing another game. There's just two games today. Just an unfortunate situation for Geneva, and our, you know our thoughts go out to them. They had an outstanding season. We're able to travel from Pennsylvania and get here on uh, Wednesday night, and then obviously that happens to them last night. Late last night, they get the results back that they're going to have to unfortunately withdraw from the tournament. So, just a really tough situation, and I really do have thoughts out there for those Geneva athletes. So that means the winner of this game will play at 10 a.m. tomorrow morning. The loser will play at 4 p.m. tomorrow afternoon. So, the tournament has already got its first elimination, and that is Geneva. Well, Erica Hanrahan, as we said, is in her ninth year as head coach of the DePaul Tigers. She has really taken a program that was outstanding and build it into something more special and we had the opportunity to talk to her yesterday. Erica Hanrahan joining us before this morning's ball game with Mount St. Joseph. Coach, this has been one of those years that with, with COVID and all the obstacles that you've had to overcome. Tell me, is this one of your most satisfying years as a coach with this team? Um, I'll let you know in two weeks. <laughs> That's a great answer. I I can appreciate that. But this has been one. This has been one of your best seasons. Um, I mean, yes, pound for pound, you would look at it as one of our best seasons um, on paper. And I think the probably the the greatest joy is that you know we've we've dodged the COVID bullet so far, and we know it's out there. And I think that's been just this looming here for so long right so you I just there's still two more weeks to go so I'm going to be holding my breath um if we're lucky enough to get um one more day into this and be COVID free right so every test we take we get very nervous so um I think that's been the greatest um joy is the fact that we are playing softball after having 2020 shut down for the whole softball world and just this opportunity to play um, during a time when other programs and other teams across the country decided to cut their seasons short or not have one at all. I mean, that's that's everything that we could ever ask for is just the opportunity to play. Coach, you've been successful over your years coming in from Boston College. What has been the secret of your success at DePaul? Uh, I, I, I have, I have no magic sauce. I've been blessed with a lot of great players and some tremendous assistant coaches. And, and I really do mean this. Our athletics administration staff allows us to do things that I don't think other teams always get the yeses to do. They let us travel to go play the best teams in the country and, and get ready to prepare ourselves for our conference and, and, and do well in that regard. And if we didn't have yes people who said, yeah, go ahead and, and, and create this dream and give your student athletes a good vision, I think that's made all the difference. So, um, just recruit good athletes and, and, and work for a good person and hire people who are better and smarter than you. That's the secret. Coach Hanrahan, as you come into this regional, this one has got to be one of the toughest ones in the country. You're the number one seed. Mount is number six. Um, you haven't exactly gotten an, an easy draw, have you? 
No, I think Mount could be number one and we could be number six and they might have just gotten it wrong. I mean, you could have put numbers just in a hat with the people that are in our, our regional. It's, um, it's absolutely stacked. Um, there's just not any time for a breath. And, um, if we get to day two, I'll be happy. We take nothing for granted, and um, we know this is this is as hard as it could possibly get. Your last loss came on March 30th, coincidentally, to the Lions. What do you remember most about that one game that you played against them? That it wasn't a coincidence. They were better on that day. They came in prepared. They have a ton of terrific athletes. They're well-coached. They have... You know, two great pitchers who are having fantastic seasons and a group of hitters that aren't afraid of any pitcher and they're going to go up there and give it their hacks and, um, and, you know, fundamentally sound on defense. So there's really nothing in their game that is lacking. And so I, I wasn't surprised that we didn't come out winners of those games. Every game I go into, the opponent, you know, it's a zero zero game until you prove that you're better. And on that day, they were most certainly a better team than we were. And so, um, you know, I, and they're playing their best softball now. So it's a scary matchup. I'm, 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 I am, uh, when you say we didn't get an easy draw, that is the understatement of the world. You know, last question. I know there's mutual respect between you and Mount coach Beth Goddard was, how did that relationship develop? You know, I, we played, um, uh, Beth has asked me a little bit about scheduling and strength of schedule over the years, and we've run into each other at Birmingham Southern um, when we're trying to both do the same things, go get ready against the big dogs in the, across the country. And, you know, we've met up there, and, you know, every game that we've played, we haven't played very many because this has been more recent that we've gotten a chance to go head-to-head. Um, and so we played in 2019, and we played this year. And the bottom line is is that, you know, when you see good coaching and great teams, um, other than the moments that you're on the field that you want to beat them, if you have respect for the game and you see good good coaching, you know student-athletes are getting a great experience. And, like, that's all you want. You know, if we lose this game, you know, you're going to root for your region opponents that can go and take it home. So um, I have all the respect in the world. It doesn't mean I'm excited about the draw, but I'm excited about Mount St. Joe's success. It's great for our region. And, um, you know, I think, you know, I think the world of her and, and her team, um, in what they've been able to accomplish this year, um, especially going against, uh, you know, Transylvania, which I think is a perennial powerhouse and one of the best in the country. And they are really, really well coached. Uh, coach Sean's one of my very good friends too. And, you know, I can't imagine having that, that, that matchup every year. So, you know, the, the two of them hopefully will both be representing us in, in regionals in, in years to come when the NCAA does the right thing and puts division three back to 63 teams. Erica Hanrahan, the head coach of DePaul University heading into this morning's ball game against the Mount St. Joseph Lions who come in with a record of 30 and 8 overall. They won the Heartland Conference tournament over Transylvania on their home field on Saturday by the final score of 5 to 1 to gain the automatic qualifier here in this regional. And Beth Goderwitz who has spent most of last week drinking tums and and just biting them down and trying to cool down her upset stomach now is a little more relaxed but ready to get into these regionals as we talked to her this morning. Beth, as we head into this morning's game against uh, your opponent and, and take a look at, at this team from DePauw, 
it's been a long time since you've been to the regionals. Talk a little bit about how satisfying this has been and the changes that have gone on over the, the past 18 years since you've been here. Yeah, it's, um, you know, I think uh, it's been a long time uh, coming. And, you know, all those teams prior to, um, you know, all those years prior to this uh, is getting us prepared for here. And, and a lot of those players have a huge impact on, you know, what we're doing. Um, you know, I think our 2018 team, 2019 teams uh, very well should have been here as well. Um, you know, but we finally broke through with this team and, and it's, it feels great to be back in a regional. Uh, a lot of things have changed since 2003. You bring up those teams from 18 and 19. Do you look at that as a stepping stone and maybe that's the way it should have happened or do you look at it as maybe an opportunity missed? Um, I think the, a little bit of both. Um, you know, those, those teams got us, put us kind of back on the map. Um, because we, we, um, you know, by bringing Coach Davis on, or actually Coach Morris now, Coach Davis at the time, um, bringing her on board has, um, really helped the program, uh, take big steps forward. And, um, it's, you know, those teams have kind of, you know, been a stepping stone for this team. Um, and that 2018 team, um, you know, those, those seniors on, or those kids, those, fr- that freshman class was the group that really started to push us forward. Beth, I know you were so anxious to win the Heartland for that senior class. When you move into this regional, are you a little more relaxed or are you still a bundle of nerves? <laughs> um, a little bit of both. I, I'm still nervous because, um, you know, it, it's, it's huge um, because we really believe that we have a chance to make it to nationals. Um, you know, unfortunately, we got seated with the number one team in the country, and we have to go through them, and which is who we have today. Uh, we go out and play our game. I, I see no reason why we should not come out on top today. Beth, when you met these guys back in March, what, what was that game like? Um, the first game was a little uh, rough for them. Um, unfortunately, they didn't get to throw their number one pitcher um, because of the start time. Um, however, we jumped on their pitching staff, uh, and um, we didn't look back. Uh, second game got rained out due to um, some lightning, and then we couldn't get it restarted. We were going to run out of <coughs> daylight, and um, we were on top at that point. So our team knows that they can beat DePaul um, and you know just they got to go out and do it today on on the field good luck today thank you so much Chris this is going to be a very interesting ball game between two teams that are probably as evenly matched as you can get I was just listening to those interviews and if you weren't ready to play before then you got to be ready to play now both teams have ultimate respect for each other both coaches are ready to go we're seeing both teams on the third base and first base dugout getting fired up. They're dancing, and it starts to feel that little bit of that regional feel all of a sudden right here before first pitch. Yep, of course, DePaul is going to be the home team on the scoreboard. They are the higher seed, the number one seed coming into this tournament. The Mount is the number six seed, and they are in their dark uniforms here this afternoon. DePaul in their light uniforms. This game was scheduled to get underway at 10 o'clock Central Standard Time, but it got moved back an hour just simply because of the fact that Geneva is now out of the tournament. There's only two games today, so they decided to give the girls a little bit of a break and move it back one hour. A little bit of a change in the schedule, but as we said, 
there's not going to be much change to it as we go through the tournament, and uh, we're just going to have to kind of piece this thing one day at a time and, and kind of see what they think on the schedule change, and you're just going to have to be ready to go at any time this weekend. Well, when we come back, we will give you the starting lineups, the batting orders for this afternoon's ball game, have the national anthem, and get this thing underway from Decatur, Indiana, here on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Looking for future leaders we can trust and believe in? Look no further than the high school student-athletes right here in Ohio. High school sports teach young people how to be effective leaders. It begins by making their grades and being on time for practice. It includes learning to listen, following directions, accepting responsibility, being a good role model. And it's about respect for officials, opponents, the rules, and each other. The result, it transcends sports. It gives us hope for the future. High school sports, there's so much more than just a game. This message presented by the Ohio High School Athletic Association and the Ohio Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Well, we're just minutes away from getting this thing underway. Here's the starting lineup. First of all, for the visiting Mount St. Joseph Lions, they'll go with their usual. Aliyah Tucker at shortstop, number one, hitting 450 on the year, 28 for 32 in stolen bases, seven homers and 30 RBIs on the year for a leadoff hitter. Brooke Otto will bat second. She's number four, playing center field today, hitting 289 with two homers and 19 ribbies. Elizabeth Ivers will be behind the plate. She's got three homers on the year, 31 ribbies. She's number eight. The sophomore is hitting 314. Hitting 352 will be your starting pitcher today, Sarah Miller. She has got five homers, 32 RBIs. She is a senior. She was four for ten in the Heartland Conference Tournament over the weekend. Casey Bramble, the left fielder, hitting 370. The sophomore will be in left field. Maya Hodge will be at second base today. She's hitting 377, number 16, the freshman. Batting seventh will be the senior, Gracie Woodyard in right field, hitting 320 with four homers, 24 RBIs. Rachel Gabbard will be at first base, number 35, the sophomore, and she's hitting 418 on the year. She batted 500 in the Heartland Conference Tournament, four for eight with six ribbies. And the freshman, Casey Fincham, the third baseman, will round out Beth Goderwiss's lineup. She's batting 286 on the year. So Fincham will round out the batting order for the Lions. Tucker, Otto, and Ivers, the top three. Then comes Miller, Bramble, and Hodge. Woodyard, Gabbard, and Fincham will be in the bottom part of the batting order for the 30-8 and eight Mount St. Joseph Lions, who have won 17 in a row. And Sarah Miller will be on the mound this afternoon for the Lions. Miller has had an outstanding season for Mount St. Joseph. When Boy, when you take a look at her stats this year, she has been phenomenal, especially in that Heartland Conference tournament. This will be her 20th start of the year, her 23rd appearance. She is 16-3 and overall with a 2.60 ERA. She has struck out 99, walked 27 in 121 and a third innings, giving up just 51 runs, 45 of them earned on 101 hits. Opponents are hitting 232 against her, and she's given up 10 home runs on the season. Her stats, phenomenal. Cam McCool's just as good, but they 
pain and consideration when you look at what Cammy Henry has done for DePaul this year. Yeah, Sarah, Sarah and Cam for the Mount have been really outstanding. Our pitching staff's been good all year long. And you mentioned what she did last weekend in the Heartland Conference was outstanding. And the biggest thing for me looking back on that weekend was zero walks in the semifinals and the finals. And uh, we're looking for the same thing today. That's going to be able to no free passes, no walks, and make DePaul earn everything they get on the base path. Yeah, Cammie Henry will be the starting pitcher today for DePaul University. Let's take a look at their batting order for this afternoon. They will go with a freshman leading it off, Kelsey Bernard. Bernard is the DP hitting 387 on the year. A junior batting second is Grace Smith. She's number seven, the shortstop hitting 386. At third will be Drew Batcher. Batcher is at third and batting third, hitting 328 on the year, number 25 at sophomore. The senior catcher will bat cleanup. Becca St. Germain hitting 417 on the year. Paige Price bats fifth. She's at first base hitting 386 on the year, a junior. Then comes Kate Geary batting sixth. She is in center field hitting 304 on the year, another junior. And Jade Mejia Wick will be the left fielder. She is hitting 296 on the year, number 10. Batting eighth is Abby Pyburn. Pyburn in right field batting 488. She's a sophomore. And freshman Alyssa Anderson, the second baseman, will round out the batting order, hitting 350 on the year. So Bernard Smith and Batcher are the top three. St. Germain, Price, and Geary the middle three. And Mejia Wick, Pyburn, and Anderson will round out Erica Hanrahan's batting order today. 235 wins. 133 defeats in her ninth year. She is assisted by Gabby Smart and Haley Chastine. As we get ready for today's national anthem, let's pause here in Decatur, Illinois at Millican University and pause for our national anthem. St. Joseph against DePauw. Game one of this NCAA regional tournament for Millican University in Decatur, Illinois. When we come back, we'll have the first pitch of game one of this regional tournament on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Where are you headed? Where would you like to go? New heights, right? At Mount St. Joseph University, we integrate academic excellence, real-world experience, and individual attention so that you can climb higher. Begin your ascent at msj.edu. Dayton Children's cares about the health of your children. Hi, I'm Kirk Herbstreit. Growing up in Centerville, my parents taught me the importance of being healthy. And now, I'm teaching my kids. 
Childhood obesity is on the rise, but there are small steps that we can take to fight it. Turn off video games and go outside, ride bikes, go to the park, or learn a new dance. Parents, once we get moving, our kids will follow. Yeah! Get moving! Dayton Children's, experts you trust, caring for the children you love. Well, DePaw in their white home uniforms with black shoulders, numerals, and gold trim. And for the mount, they are in their all dark blue uniforms with the jerseys and pants. Dark blue numerals and white trim along with the gold trim around the numerals. Aaliyah Tucker getting to set it off here for the mount. Chris, the Lions went through the Heartland Conference. And really, as we talked about it last night on the way down here, they were subtly dominant in that Heartland Conference tournament, and they're hoping to do the same thing here today. A simple way to put it is they just took care of business. They didn't do anything spectacular. They played fundamental softball offensively, defensively, and pitching. Had a few outstanding plays defensively, but they just took care of business. They didn't leave runners on base, and it's going to be the same mindset this weekend as we go through the region. Henry is 18-0 and on the year. This will be her 12th start, her 24th appearance in 110 and two-thirds innings of pitching. She has given up 17 runs. 13 of them were earned on 51 hits. She struck out 168 and walked 24. She's got an ERA of .82. Aaliyah Tucker with a batting average of 450. St- Stepping into the batter's box on the right-hand side, I'm Dave Mitchell with Chris Morris. We're just getting set to get this one underway from Millican University Workman Field. And that first pitch is taken inside by Tucker for a ball. We're underway 80 degrees here in Decatur, Illinois, and the wind blowing from right to left. Playing in at third for DePaul as that next pitch... By Tucker is taken outside for a ball, 2-0. Batcher playing just a step in at third. 2-0 the count. And that pitch is a strike over the outside corner. And now the count moves to 2-1 and one on Tucker. We'll check the defense for DePaul here in just a second. Into the motion is Henry. That pitch swung on and missed. Tucker was behind on that fastball. Count evens at two and two. Henry does exactly what McCool does. Just twirls the ball against her right hip, then moves into the motion, and the two-two pitch swung on foul straight back and out of play. Count stays at two and two. Good battle here early uh, between Aaliyah Tucker and Cami Henry. Two-two count. Being patient at the plate, Aaliyah just looking for a pitch to drive, and uh, like you said, Cami's working pretty quick right here. And, you can already feel the tension already in the first at bat. Outfield straight away, and the 2-2 swung on. Fouled right back here towards us, and the screen caught that one. Some of the fans in the stands were moving, <laughs> <laughs> but it still stays at 2-2. Two and two. We've got the window open in the press box up here. Without that net, we would have got our first foul put ball right Yeah, and you didn't bring your glove again. 2-2 two and two the count. Pitch swung on. Fly ball down the left field side, but it'll go out of play. So Tucker... Making Henry work here on the first at bat. Brooke Otto is on deck for the Lions. Defensively, Wick is in left, Geary in center, Pyburn in right, Batcher at third, Smith at short, Anderson at second. Price is at first for the Tigers. St. Germain behind the plate. And Henry twirling the ball and a 2-2 pitch to the leadoff hitter. High and outside, 3-2. and two. Really good, by, good eye by Leah Tucker. She's took a few pitches in, a couple pitches out. Kami Henry's really worked the zone already here at the first of batter. 
We've said Tucker is the straw that stirs the drink, and the payoff pitch to her swung on the foul. Straight back on a high offering. She went for that high pitch. Might have been ball four, but it stays three and two. Three or four foul tips here by Tucker. Just continue to battle, finding ways on. That's what you're going to have to do if you're the Lions offense. Look for base runners in any way possible. Tuck hitting 450 on the year. Swung on and missed on an outside pitch. So the first strike out of the ball game belongs to Cammie Henry. Good job by Cammie Henry. Was able to get Aaliyah to chase something on the outside corner and was able to get the first strike out of the game. And she gets fired up about that out, Dave. Brings up Brooke Otto. Otto, center fielder, hitting 289 on the year. Was 2 for 10 in the Heartland Conference Tournament. Takes that at the knees for a called strike, 0-1. Boy, Henry just gets the ball back, steps on top of the rubber, and moves into the motion. And the 0-1 pitch to Otto is high and outside, 1-1. One one. So far, Henry's going in and out. See if she goes up or down in the zone here. Just kind of, like you said, not taking much time in between pitches. Elizabeth Hivers is on deck. One down here in the top of the first. That pitch swung on and fouled down the right field side. Not a play. Bounces into the stands. And the count now is 1-2. and two. Fantastic turnout in the fans. It's a packed oh, house down here. Just great. Everything below us is sold out. People are up on left field wall. Really good crowd for this regional. One and two, the count to Otto. And that pitch swung on. Fouled right back here against the screen again. You would have had the first one. I had the second one. And I'm gloveless. <laughs> one and two, the count. Into the motion, Henry. That pitch is outside. Two and two now. Hatcher, even at the bag, at third. Now step behind it. And at first is Price, even with the bag. Two and two, the count to Otto. And the pitch to the plate. That is just outside for a ball, three and two. Good job by Brooke. And good job by the first two hitters here for the Lions. Just taking a bunch of pitches, making Henry throw quite a bit of pitches here, the first two at-bats, and have been aggressive at-bats both times. And the payoff pitch swung on the line down the left field line, but it will curve foul and out of play. Brooke got out in front of that fastball. And the count is three and two. Now the home plate umpire. By the way, the umpires for today, Jose Travis is behind home plate. Paul Melcher is at first base, and down the third base line is Robert Barrett. All of them NCAA certified. And now the home plate umpire, Jose Travis, is going to go out and check the ball and speak with the pitcher, Cammie Henry. Not sure what that is all about. When she got the new ball, Dave, she uh, took it out in the circle and was rubbing it around the turf. There's no dirt, obviously, all turf field here, so you kind of get a different feel on a ball. I think he's, I'm not sure what he's saying to her, and Coach Goddard is just trying to get a explanation as well, but with there no dirt on the infield, it, the ball's going to feel a little bit different to the pitchers today. Yeah, we we talked about it. Now it's going to be an illegal pitch as Beth Goddard went down and talked to the umpire, and now now Erica Hanrahan is going to come out and talk with the home plate umpire. But nonetheless, Brooke Otto is going to be placed at first after an illegal pitch. So that's what the conversation was obviously about, an illegal pitch, obviously talking a little bit about the ball. Both coaches have had an explanation from the umpire. Brooke Otto stands at first with one out with B. Ivers coming up to the plate. 
And, uh, we've talked about what she's been able to do all year long for the Lions with runners on just finding ways to continue to get RBIs and continue to have aggressive bats. I'm really impressed with Aaliyah Tucker and Brooke Otto's first approach. I know Tucker got struck out on the outside pitch, but they've battled in the first two at-bats, and that's all you can ask for. Make her throw a lot of pitches and kind of keep her off balance as much as you can in the circle as well. Well, Hanrahan continuing the discussion with the home plate umpire, and meanwhile, Henry is standing out on the mound and just behind the rubber inside the circle but not doing anything. Brooke Otto is at first base, so we've had... After a controversy last night with Geneva, now we have our second controversy of this one. If I'm being honest, I think the home plate umpire is just kind of getting all of her disagreements so far. Obviously getting the tough draw and everything that happened last night with, you know, Calvin obviously getting to move on. And, you know, they're having a pretty in-depth conversation, you can tell. And maybe he's just kind of getting kind of all her disagreements, you know. What What's, I, I mean, what's really troubling about this is that Henry is not using any warm-up pitches at all. She's just standing out on the mound. Yeah, and you can tell she's ready to go. She's taking her right hand and just kind of saying, let's get this going. She's the kind of pitcher that wants to stay in a groove and kind of keep this fast pace. And Both are going still toe-to-toe here in this argument, Dave, and it's been going on for a good two to three minutes. Yeah, and Hanrahan's still out there talking with the home plate umpire. And the home plate umpire, Jose Travis, is trying to explain to her what the call was. It was puzzling that he went out and talked to her in the first place. And then when Beth Goddard came down and talked to the home plate umpire, he initiated the illegal pitch, sent out her to first base, and that brought Hanrahan out. Now Hanrahan will go back into the dugout. We seem to have order restored, and it will be one out, and Elizabeth Ivers coming to the plate. Otto is at first base for the Lions here in the top of the first inning. Ivers on the year hitting 314, three homers, 31 RBIs, and that pitch is high and outside. Price is playing way in at first base, and that's allowing Otto to get a good secondary lead off the bag. 1-0 the count to Ivers. That might have been a pitch out. They may have expected Otto to go. Henry into the wind, and the 1-1 swung on and fouled straight back. Count evens 1-1. One Sarah Miller, the MVP of the Heartland Conference Tournament, is on deck. One down here in the first inning. We told you down the line's 200 here at Workman Field, 220 to dead center field. Into the wind, the 1-1 one, one to Ivers, swung on and missed. Couldn't catch up with that fast offering, and the count now 1-2. and two. Really impressed of how quick Cami Henry works. Uh, we obviously got to see her for a couple innings in Game 2 in March, but... She wastes no time as far as getting on the rubber and getting ready to go. Ivers, the sophomore, back into the batter's box, and that pitch is outside, two and two. So far early, looks like she's trying to continue to get on that outside plate, see if she can't get a call. And uh, So far, the batters have battled. They've been full count, 2-2 count. Ivers here in a 2-2 count with Brooke Otto on with only one out. Otto, 10 for 10 in stolen bases, but hasn't shown any indication of going. That pitch swung on and fouled straight back against the screen. And the count stays at two and two. You can kind of tell the environment has changed, obviously, from the HCAC to here. Every pitch, somebody's clapping, somebody's yelling. You really do have this NCAA regional feel. 
Two and two, the count to Ivers, and the pitch high and inside, and the count three and two. What I like about our situation here at Workman Field, we're in the press box right behind the umpire, and we can actually see his signs. Yeah, I like how we're kind of up above the playing field, and we've got a really good view at this, sitting right behind home plate, and uh, fantastic facility. Payoff pitch to Ivers with one down, swung on, and foul tipped off the catcher's glove to the backstop. Count stays three and two. Just a gorgeous facility here at Milligan. They have done an outstanding job with this. Batting cages down the right and left field line. Into the wind is Henry. And the payoff pitch swung on. Popped up on the infield. Coming over his batcher. Now the shortstop Smith. She'll catch it on one knee. About ten feet behind the third base bag. Right on the foul line. And there are two away. Looks like the third baseman went over actually into foul territory. And the ball kind of came back into fair territory. And the shortstop... Had to come over and make the play for the second out. That was Smith on the catch. Looks like, uh, like I said, it came from foul back into t- fair territory and good heads-up play by the shortstop Smith for gathering that for the second out. So that'll bring to the plate Sarah Miller. Miller hitting 352 on the year was four for ten in the tournament at Transylvania over the weekend. Had a couple of runs scored. The senior five homers, 32 RBIs on the year. So interesting. The head coach for DePaul threw three balls back to the home play umpire, and he just returned two back to her. Yeah, he's only allowed <laughs> to carry four in his bag, so that pitch called strike at the knees to Miller, 0-1. Otto still at first base, 0-1 the count, two down here in the first inning. DePaul's infield at medium, or outfield at medium depth, excuse me. Anderson, the second baseman, back near the outfield grass, and that pitch swung on and fouled back against the screen by Miller, 0-2. Brooke Otto on at first base via the illegal pitch, and she is still standing there. Two strikes, two outs here in the top of the first, no score. And the pitch is in tight to Miller, had to back away from the plate, 1-2. Henry off the back of the rubber. Now the shortstop. Smith playing over near the bag at second, and now that pitch is just off the outside corner. Count evens two and two. Tough pitch to take right there on a on a one-two count by Miller, but Henry just missed off the outside corner to bring it to a two-two count. Wind blowing towards left field. Two and two the count to Miller, and the pitch swung on and popped foul over near the first base side, not a play. I will say one thing with this first at-bat here for the Lions. They've made Henry work for every pitch. They've battled. They've brought it to 2-2 to full count. They've fouled off several pitches. 2-2 two and two the count to Miller with Otto at first. And that pitch, change up, swung on and missed. Miller was way out in front of it. Strike three. Two Ks in the inning for Henry for the Lions. They get no runs, no hits, no errors. They leave a man on. And as we head to the bottom of the first, it's the Mount... Zero and DePaul coming to bat. Now on the Mount St. Joseph campus, it's the Roar Store. Located in the Harrington Center, the Roar Store is designed to meet the needs of our students, whether it's spirit wear, gifts, or snacks. But the Roar Store is more. They offer everything from notebooks to laundry detergent, even brake fluid and tire repair, plus a wide range of food and drink. And it's just a walk away. It's not just a bookstore, it's an everything store. The Roar Store in the Harrington Center on the campus of Mount St. Joseph University. Look around you. 
One in four kids in the U.S. faces hunger. It's not always easy to see the signs, but in this land of plenty, there are kids that don't know where they will get their next meal. Join Share Our Strength in Food Network and take the pledge to end childhood hunger here in America by 2015. Learn how at nokidhungry.org. Their next meal could come from you. Well, back here at Milliken University, I'm Dave Mitchell with Chris Morris. On the mound for the Lions, Sarah Miller, the right-handed senior. Miller at 2.60 ERA, 16 wins, 3 losses on the season. She's making her 23rd appearance, her 20th start of the year. She's thrown 13 complete games in 121 and a third inning. She's given up 51 runs on 45 hits, struck out 99 and walked 27 on the season. And when you look at her, boy, she had an outstanding tournament, Chris, in the Heartland Conference Tournament. She really did. She had a really good job on the mound last weekend against the uh, HCAC Conference Tournament. Really just took control early, stayed ahead of batters, limited to the walks, and just kind of let her defense make plays for her. And that's going to be the similar situation today. Limit the walks, don't try to overpitch, and let this number 11 defense in the country do work for you. So coming up for the DePaul Tigers... Kelsey Bernard, Grace Smith, and Drew Batcher, the top three in the batting order. Bernard, the DP here this afternoon, left-handed batter, freshman, hitting 387 on the season. She'll step in. Fincham at third, playing way in at third base. And the first pitch for the Lions is outside for a ball, 1-0. You look up and down this DePaul offense, and uh, only one hitter hitting below 300 in their lineup, 298. So up and down, they're tough offensively, and uh, the Lions' defense is going to have their work cut out for them today. Bernard, the leadoff man, and the 1-0 swung on check swing, and it'll pop to second base, and Hodge will take it in for the first out of the inning. Miller was able to get Bernard to check swing, just a little pop fly up to second base, and my Hodge was able to gather it for the first out. Reminiscent of Saturday when Hodge took in the last out. And the victory over Transy and immediately spiked the ball. <laughs> One away, and it brings to the place Grace Smith. Smith, the shortstop, hitting 386 on the year. She's got one home run, 15 RBIs, and eight doubles on the season. Right-handed batter. She is a junior. Miller on the rubber, peering in for the sign, and now the one-out pitch is high and tight for a ball, 1-0. Bramble is in left, Otto in center, Woodyard in right, Fincham playing in at third and close to the line, Tucker at short, Hodge at second, Gabbard is at first, the pitch to the plate is outside, 2-0. Behind the plate is Ivers and Miller on the mound with a 2-0 count against Smith. As you said, Smith coming in hitting 386, 13 of 16 on stolen bases, so that's something to watch if she's able to get on. And the 2-0 pitch is high and in tight again to Smith. Now the count moves to 3-0. Something Miller did not do in the tournament in Transy over the weekend was walk anyone. She had two walks and 16 strikeouts and 16 innings of pitching. But those two walks came on the first day. And the 3-0 pitch to the plate is a strike at the belt. 3-1. Taking all the way with Smith. 
Something Sarah doesn't want to get into today is walking people. Don't want to give free bases. Make DePaul work for everything. Make make them work for everything they get on the base path and every run that they potentially get in this ballgame. Three and one the count. And the pitch to Smith. Swung on. Fouled back near the third base dugout. And it will go out of play off the light stanchion. And the count now three and two. Sarah was able to battle back there. Got the uh, 3-0 count down the middle. And then was able to get Smith to... Foul one back, bring it to full count, and now Sarah's back in control to see if she can't get a punch out here. Fincham now backs up a little bit at third base, closer to the, even with the bag, but close to the line. Gabbard, even with the bag and close to the line at first. And the 3-2 swung on, fly ball, left field. Going back is Bramble on the track, and she'll grab it one-handed for the second out of the inning. Good job by Sarah to battle back there. Was able to get Grace to, Gracie Smith to fly out to left field. Casey Bramble got a really good jump on it and was able to carry it all the way back to the warning track and make the second out of the inning. And that brings up Drew Batcher. Batcher, the third baseman, hitting 328 on the year. Right-handed sophomore. Two down here in the first inning, no score. This is game one of the NCAA Regional. Winner plays tomorrow at 10, loser tomorrow around 4. And the two-out pitch swung on and tapped foul near the third base dugout off the facing and into the shortstop area, 0-1. He talked about how evenly matched both of these teams are on paper. Both top 15 in defense. Obviously, both have really good pitching, good offense. And uh, just on paper, just phenomenal matchup. On one, the count to Batcher with St. Germain on deck. And the pitch swung on and blooped into left field for a base hit. First hit of the ball game belongs to DePon. That's Drew Batcher with a little bloop single to left field. Nice job by Batcher. Got a pitch on the inside and was able to barrel it up. Kind of get a bloop over the third baseman, Casey Fincham's head. Casey Bramble was able to gather it and hold Bratcher for a single, but uh, DePaul Tigers got their first base runner. That brings up Becca St. Germain. Jermaine, the senior, hitting 417 on the year. She's got three homers, 30 RBIs. She leads the team in ribbies and has 12 doubles on the season. Right-handed batter had to get her equipment off as she came to the plate. Batcher on at first base. We'll see what they have designed for her. And the pitch is a called strike. Oh, too low. Looked like a strike, but they said it was just below the knees, 1-0. St. Germain named to the all-region team last week, so congratulations on a phenomenal season for her. Miller looking at Batcher. Batcher, just one for two in stolen bases this year. That pitch high and outside, 2-0. and Well, Sarah, I don't know if it's nerves or what, but she has been behind the hitters that she's faced here this afternoon. I would assume a little bit of nerves. Just really important to get out of this inning with a clean inning and and just continue to kind of get into that mode as she gets deeper into this ball game. Two outs, and the 2-0 pitch is down low. Nice scoop by Ivers, 3-0 now. Second straight batter that Sarah's gone 3-0 and on. Batcher on at first base after the single to left. No score here in the first inning. There's two down. Miller into the wind. Trying to be careful around St. Germain with Price on deck, and that pitch is a ball four inside. So she walked her first walk of the ball game, giving up. Something we didn't see much last weekend, as you mentioned, Sarah Walken. That's a four-pitch walk to St. Germain, and that brings up Paige Price as she did have a home run in game one earlier this year. So Tigers have something going with runners on first and second. With two outs at the bottom of the first. Almost looked like Sarah did, wanted nothing to do with Jermaine. 
St. Germain at first base, Batcher at second, and the pitch to Price, the left-handed hitter, number five in the order, and that pitch is a called strike over the outside corner. Really important for Sarah to get ahead here, obviously. Price hitting 368 runners on, and she had that home run in game one, so important to get ahead of the count. Overall, Price hitting 386 on the year. Left-handed batter. I think we saw her in the hotel today. She's the tall one. <laughs> and the left-handed first baseman. That pitch swung on a grounder right back to the mound. Miller to first in time, and that'll end the inning. But in the inning for DePaul, they get no runs on one base hit, and they leave two on. We head to the second, and there's no score on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Social media has exploded over the years. The way we interact, receive news, and comment with everything has changed in this decade, and Twitter is where people usually discover what's happening. This is Dave Mitchell. With over 500 million tweets being sent each day, hundreds of millions of people are exploring links, articles, retweets, trends, and moments to find out what's new. Businesses strengthen their brands, friends promote themselves, and some just want more followers and likes. I just want to hear from you. Before, during, or after, send me your comments about the game to my Twitter, OHBBCoHost. That's O-H-B-B-C-O-H-O-S-T. I hope to hear from you soon. That's OHBBCoHost. I wanted to grow my leadership skills, but with work and a busy life, how could I fit it all in? Then I learned Mount St. Joseph University offers a flexible master's program in organizational leadership. For about one Saturday a month, I studied and refined my leadership skills alongside working professionals and top-notch professors. I'm now the leader I set out to be. The Mount's organizational leadership program helped me climb higher in my career. Begin your ascent at msj.edu slash msol. Dave Mitchell, Chris Morris back here at Workman Field, Millican University in Decatur, Illinois. First game of this NCAA regional. No score after the first inning. And Chris, boy, you look outside, you see the crowd here, maskless. You see guys going to the concession stand and bringing up hot dogs. It's almost like we've gone back 18 months and everything's back to normal. <laughs> it does feel good. Like I said, it does have that feel of that NCAA regional. It's a packed house here. Uh, looks like one of the teams are out down in the left field line and music's playing. The weather's good. We've got softball action all day for you, all weekend long, so it really does feel good to be back. Yeah, the next game will be Milliken and Bellhaven, who is the at-large team, coming in from down south. They actually flew in here yesterday. Casey Bramble, Maya Hodge, and Gracie Woodyard will be the scheduled three for the Lions against Henry, and that pitch swung on and missed by Casey, 0-1. Bramble hitting 370 on the year, the sophomore in left field today. Out of the batter's box trying to collect her thoughts. And the pitch from Henry is a change up over the outside corner called strike two. Bramble didn't like the call, but the count moves to 0-2 anyway. Henry into the wind in the 0-2, swung on, fly ball, left field, going back the left fielder, Wick on the run, it'll bounce on the warning track up against the fence, and going into second base for the stand-up double is Casey Bramble. Boy, that thing took off like a shot, and Wick had no chance of chasing it down, it bounced on the warning track up against the fence, but she did a nice job of getting it in in a hurry and holding Bramble to a double. Looks like Cammy Henry just left one up in the zone on an 0-2 count. Casey Bramble was able to get a good swing on it. It bounced up against the wall. She stands in for a double. And the Lions have something going here in the top half of the second. Brings up Maya Hodge. Hodge 
Hitting 377, infield in at the corners for DePaul. Expecting a bunch, she squares, bunts it right back to the mound. Henry's going to pick it up, go to first, her only play. Covering there is Anderson, the second baseman. The sacrifice is complete as Bramble takes third. One down, and the Lions have a runner at third. Good job by Maya Hodge. Just doing a job. We had a runner at second with no outs, and we talked about playing small ball all weekend long. Maya was able to get the bunt down, filled it by Camry Henry, the pitcher. She was able to go to first for the first out, and the Lions have a runner 60 feet away with one out. Gracie Woodyard up to the plate, right-handed batter, the right fielder, hitting 320 on the year. The senior wants to be a business attorney when she gets her degree, and that pitch is taken down low for a ball. You can tell how important each run's going to be. DePaul's already got their infield playing in here in the top of the second inning. Outfield at medium depth with the infield playing in, as Chris said. And the 1-0 pitch to Woodyard is swung on and... Popped up and foul. Hits on top of the first base dugout. Mounts in the first base dugout today, by the way. And DePaul in the third base dugout. After today, I, everybody believes that they will be going with a coin flip early to see who the home team is and the away team. But today it goes by seeding. 1-1 pitch to Woodyard. That pitch swung on and this. She went after a high offering, 1-2. and two. Big out here for Cammy Henry if she can get to that two outs only runner. Runner at third and Gracie Woodyard's down on the count one two. Chase something up high on the zone right there. Henry ahead in the count one and two and that pitch outside two and two. Well early in this game you can see Henry's game plan. She gets two strikes if she's ahead in the count she goes outside. Two and two the count to Woodyard with Gabbard on deck. End of the wind. And the pitch swung on, pop foul, and out of play over to the right field side. Hits on top of the batting cages down the right side. And the count stays even at 2-2 two and two with Bramble, who led off the inning with a double and then was sacrificed to third just 60 feet away. 2-2 two and two the count, one down. And that pitch is a floater that goes outside, 3-2. and two. Talked about it already earlier in this game. The batters are really battling, really making Kami work. We found off a lot of pitches, getting deep into counts, a lot of full counts here early on. Infield still playing in for DePaul. No score. Second inning. And the pitch swung on. Fouled straight back up against the screen. Count stays three and two. You can see she likes to go up in. She likes to stay on the outside. and Just depending on what the count is, depending on where she's coming up or in or staying out. And the 3-2 swung on fly ball, right field, that's deep enough to bring home the run. Underneath it is Pyburn, tagging at third is Bramble, sliding in a home safely, and the Lions lead it, one to nothing. Really good job at at bat, Gracie Woodyard was able to battle, and uh, make it to a full count, fouled off a couple pitches, was able to get a pitch to drive out to right field, deep enough to be able to let Casey Bramble tag from third. So really good job by the Mount playing small ball with a sacrifice bunt, sacrifice fly, and get the first run on the board. Rachel Gabbard up, and we're contractually obligated to say hello to her grandmother, Annette Hagedorn, and that pitch taken down low by Gabbard. Every time we mentioned Hagedorn's name in the Hartman Conference Tournament, Rachel came through with a base hit. That pitch is outside. I believe the count is 2-0. and Is it 1-0? Okay, 1-0. 
And the pitch from Henry to Gabbard swung on and tapped foul near the on-deck circle on the first base side. And the count, yes, it was 2-0. and oh, Now it's 2-1. and one. Gabbard had an outstanding weekend in the HCAC tournament. Uh, obviously, Sarah Miller was able to take home the MVP trophy, but you could make it a pretty good argument that Gabbard was right there in the mix. Yeah, she was 4-for-8 four in that tournament with six RBIs. And the pitch swung on and missed. She was behind that fastball from Henry, 2-2. Two and two. Henry with two down, giving up a run in this inning, and that pitch swung on and missed. Her third strikeout of the ball game, but in the inning for the Lions, they pick up one run on one hit, a couple of sacrifices, no errors, and they leave nobody on as we head to the bottom of the second. It's the Mount One and upon nothing on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Life should be enjoyed, so get up and start. At Iron Sharpens Iron Personal Training, they develop a healthy relationship with you and provide a positive, encouraging environment to train. The staff at Iron Sharpens Iron will set up a personal training system that fits you and you alone. And your first session is free. Are you ready to have fun and get in shape? Iron Sharpens Iron serves the greater Cincinnati area. Check them out at isi-pt.com. That's isi-pt.com. Or call them today at 513-748-1538. For more than a century, Mount St. Joseph University has prepared nursing leaders who serve their patients with the heart of a lion. With flexible undergraduate and graduate programs, the Mount will help you climb higher. Begin your ascent at msj.edu slash nursing. Well, good to see the president of Mount St. Joseph University, Dr. Williams, sitting just to the left of us, along with Athletic Director Melanie Wagner, came in making the trek over here. Just a lot of fans here from Mount St. Joseph, and I know a lot listening here today. We can't thank, the, obviously, the president and the athletic department enough for just what they've done, really, for this program over the last couple of years, obviously, with the brand-new field. and Just the support has been unfathomable. The fans have been outstanding, and like you said, it's a packed house here in Decatur, Illinois. Kate Geary will lead it off, and then Mahia Wick, along with Abby Pyburn, are the scheduled three hitters for Erica Hanrahan's DePaul Tigers. It is the Tigers against the Lions here this afternoon in Milliken. one nothing. Mount leads it. Miller into the wind, and the first pitch of the inning is that. I'm not sure what the umpire called. He immediately called time, and then... Put his hands up in the air. And now he's going down to talk to Erica Hanrahan. Was it possible that Geary may have turned into the pitch and tried to get hit? Is that what he was calling? Waiting for clarification here up in the press box. I think it's the dead ball, no pitch. So this will actually be the first pitch for Miller. Nope, it's going to be a ball. So 1-0 the count. And that pitch is a called just outside. I thought he was going to raise the right hand. 2-0. Geary hitting 304 on the season. Right-handed batter. She is a junior playing center field today. Miller has fallen behind almost everybody in this ball game. And that pitch is a called strike at the belt, two and one. I think it's a little bit of nerves for Sarah. Just try not to over pitch. Let your defense, you know, work behind you. You got the one nothing lead. You don't have to over pitch here. Just limit the walks. That's going to be key on the day. Miller down in the count, two and one. 
And the pitch swung on a grounded foul just outside the third base coach's box. And the count evens up at two and two. What Sarah's been successful at this morning so far, this afternoon now, is that when she gets behind the batter, she immediately catches up and goes usually even in the count except for the one batter that she walked in the first inning, St. Germain, which appeared she walked around. 2-2 pitch. That pitch floats upstairs, 3-2. Cam McCool warming up in the bullpen down the right field side, and that's probably going to be the formula for this weekend for the Lions. Sarah Miller starting and Cam McCool coming in in relief, just like it was against Transylvania on Saturday. 3-2 pitch to the plate to the leadoff hitter. Swung on, fly ball, left field. Coming in as Bramble, calling for it. And grabs it chest high for the first out of the inning. Casey Bramble continues to look more and more comfortable on left field. As you said, Sarah was fell back into the count 2-0 and was able to battle back and was able to get a pop fly out to left field. Easy able to Bramble to get underneath of it for the first out of the inning. And that brings up Jade Mejia-Wick. Mejia-Wick, the left fielder, hitting... 298 on the year. She is a right-handed hitter, junior. Fincham is playing 10 feet in front of the bag at third base, and so is Gabbard at first, but Hodge and Tucker deep in the middle of the infield, and that pitch is a curveball, goes over the heart of the plate. 0-1, and that brought a smile to Sarah Miller's face. Yeah, she smiled a little bit, was able to get ahead of a hitter, so that's a little bit of a relief for us. Hopefully she continues to get comfortable in this atmosphere. You saw Sarah earlier this morning. She was in her uniform about three and a half hours before the game. That pitch swung on and missed 0-2. She's a competitor. She's always ready. and It's somebody that you want in a circle in this type of moment. Like you said, three hours prior to first pitch in the hotel, she's walking around with the uniform on, smiling, ready to go. Of course, we saw some DePaul players, too, that had their uniforms on. These teams have been ready for each other since Saturday. And the 0-2 pitch is upstairs. And the count now one and two. I really did enjoy the pregame interviews with both head coaches. Just the ultimate respect for each program. And and uh, that's just the way it should be when you get to this regional. Just the utmost respect and then just the continuous the competition on the field has been outstanding early on in this game. One and two the count. And the pitch. Check swing down low. Two and two. Well, I offered to let Didi... Morris, your wife, come on the pregame interview, but she ran immediately out of the the office as quickly as she could to go get Beth. She wanted nothing to do with the microphone this morning. Two and two the count. And the one-out pitch to the plate. Swung on and missed. Good job by Sarah. Was able to get ahead of the count. And uh, was able to get the strikeout swinging for the second out of the inning. And you can kind of tell maybe she's starting to get comfortable out there in the circle, as she will as the game goes on. First strikeout of the ball game given, issued by Sarah Miller. And it brings to the plate Abby Pyburn. Pyburn, the right fielder, hitting 488 on the season. Left-handed batter, stands deep in the box. Her front foot is on the back line. Squares the bunt. She runs up and takes that first pitch for a strike. Pyburn, left-handed batter, open stance. 0-1 the count with two down here in the second inning. Mount on top of it, bunts it down the third base line. It'll go foul. And she is out as she stepped on home plate trying to bunt the ball. 
So Pyburn steps on home plate, bunting the ball. The umpire immediately called the out, and that will do it here in the second inning of play. And as we head to the third, it's the Mount 1 to pawn nothing on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Looking for future leaders we can believe in? Look no further than the high school student-athletes right here in Ohio. High school sports teach young people how to be effective leaders. It includes learning to listen, accepting responsibility, being a good role model, and it's about respect. The result, it transcends sports. It gives us hope for the future. This message presented by the Ohio High School Athletic Association and the Ohio Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Now on the Mount St. Joseph campus, it's the Roar Store. Located in the Harrington Center, the Roar Store is designed to meet the needs of our students, like when you need a textbook. Students can order books exclusively online that they can pick up at the Roar Store through our new eCampus site. eCampus includes two different shipping options, free online shipping to textbook delivery hub located in the Roar Store, or delivered to your off-campus residence. The Roar Store in the Harrington Center. Well, as we head to the top of the third inning, the Lions on top of the Tigers, one to nothing, and it will bring up the nine, one, and two hitters for Beth Goddowitz's Mount St. Joseph Lions. Casey Fincham, then Aaliyah Tucker and Brooke Otto. Fincham, 286 on the year, the third baseman. She came on towards the end of the year. Had a tough Heartland Conference tournament. She was one for eight, but Put down a couple of sacrifices that were important in that tournament. And the first pitch of the inning is a called strike at the belt over the inside corner, 0-1. Fincham's been really good from a defensive standpoint. And like you mentioned, she led the HCAC in sacrifice bunch. So really good job by her this year. The 0-1 pitch is high and outside. Fincham taking that one all the way, 1-1 the count. Just hoping Fincham can find any way on right here with Leah Tucker on the in the on-deck circle just trying to find base runners. And the one once swung on a miss. She went after a fastball high and in tight that tied her up. One and two. Wind blowing towards left field. And the one, two, high and outside. Two and two again. Henry staying with the same formula. She gets ahead in the count. Oh and two, one and two, and goes high and outside. Two and two, the count now to the leadoff hitter here in the third. That ball popped up behind home plate. Seat for Germain. Can't get underneath it and catch the ball. She was just unable to get comfortable back there. She got the mask off and then was looking, looking, couldn't locate the ball enough and just was unable to get underneath of it. And the Lions catch a break there And as she misjudged the foul ball behind home plate. And Fincham has another opportunity. Haven't seen anything on the scoreboard yet as to whether that's an error or not. But still, count two and two. And that's upstairs, three and two. Can't say it enough. The Lions hitters are staying patient, staying aggressive at the same time, and, and just continuing to work and make Henry work for every out. Three and two. Pitch swung on. Fly ball. Left field. Going back is Wick. It's over her head, but she'll catch it up what's good and catch it on a backhanded catch on the warning track in left field. Nice play by the left fielder, Wick, to get back there and catch that deep fly ball on the warning track by Fincham. Fincham was able to get a ball up in the air out to left field, and Wick got turned around once or twice and was able to gather it up on underneath the warning track. That ball just continued to take off. By the way, they did call that an error on the catcher, St. Germain, for not catching that foul. But there is still one out, and it brings up Aaliyah Tucker. Tucker struck out to lead off the ball game, but 
Saw several pitches, and that pitch is a called strike over the outside corner, 0-1. Really good contact by Fincham right there. That ball continued to carry, and Wick turned once or twice around and caught it on the pointing track. Well, that wind is blowing out towards left field from right field, and the 0-1 is high and tight. Count evens up at 1-1. Henry really picking up the pace here in the third inning, down one to nothing. Otto is on deck in the 1-1 pitch. Swung on and missed on an outside offering, 1-2. and two. Tucker was 4 for 12 in the Heartland Tournament. Two runs scored, a stolen base. Senior shortstop for the mount, down in the count, 1 and 2. 1 and 0 oh the score, mount on top of it, and that pitch floats outside, 2 and 2. I think Aaliyah needs to just take a deep breath. She might be pressing a little bit to, you know, this moment and just relax and let her athleticism work. 2 and 2, and that pitch swung on and missed. Went for an outside offering. Strike three. Tucker goes down swinging for the second time in the ball game. That is the third strikeout. Make it the fourth strikeout of the contest for Henry. And it brings up Brooke Otto. Otto right-handed batter. Got first base on an illegal pitch. And that pitch, check swing, and it hit her forearm. But the umpire says it's a foul. Now he's calling a dead ball. And... Beth Godowis is going to come down. Boy, that looked like it got Brooke on the forearm. And the umpire is not having any of that. Catcher shaking up just a little bit, too. St. Germain behind yeah, the plate. Yeah, she, she kind of caught that in the shoulder. I think they both ricocheted maybe off the bat, off the forearm, and then back into her mask. Two down. And I believe it was a ball, although he never really signaled anything. So it's a ball. They're going to say it was a foul ball. So Owen won the count, and that pitch swung on and blooped into right field. But going back, the second baseman, Anderson, and catches it with her back to the infield for the third out of the inning. So a 1-2-3 inning for the mount here in the third. We head to the bottom of the third. It's the Lions won the Tigers nothing on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Every day is a great day at the Wishbone Tavern in the Delhi Plaza. The Wishbone Tavern still serves the best wings and burgers in town, but now they offer brunch on Saturday and Sunday starting at 10 a.m. And for your next event, use the Wishbone Tavern's party room, capable of holding up to 60 people. Contact Nicole for a reservation. With a menu full of fresh ingredients, hand-breaded appetizers, and a relaxed family-type atmosphere, your good time will begin when you walk in the door. The Wishbone Tavern in the Delhi Plaza, a proud member of the community. Open Monday through Friday at 11, Saturday and Sunday at 10. Across divisions, sports, championships, and schools for nearly half a million student-athletes. College sports create lifelong opportunity, and that starts with education. We've raised the academic bar, so more are earning degrees, creating healthier campuses by working with the nation's brightest minds, and making sure more have the chance to succeed and are supported on their journey. But beyond the numbers, it's about opportunity, and we're working to provide it for every student-athlete. Dave Mitchell, Chris Morris back here at Millican in Decatur, Illinois. And as usually happens, when somebody makes an outstanding defensive play, they lead off the next inning. And that's the case with Alyssa Anderson, who made a nice backhanded catch on Brooke Otto's bloop into right field to end the last inning. And Anderson will lead it off, hitting 350. She's the number nine hitter. Then comes the top of the order, Kelsey Bernard and Grace Smith. 
Anderson, freshman, number 28, right-handed batter. Fincham, just a couple of steps in front of the bag and close to the line at third. Same thing with Gabbard at first base for the mound here in the third inning. They lead it one to nothing. And Miller's pitch is a ball upstairs. One or no. Anderson levels the aluminum as Miller checks in for the sign. And the 1-0 pitch to the plate. That's a strike right down Main Street, 1-0-1. Does Decatur have a Main Street? I didn't see one coming in. I was going to say, I'm not sure we saw one. (laughs) We're about four or five minutes from the hotel, so we didn't get to see much of the town. 1-0-1 the count. And the pitch swung on and popped foul and out of play on the third base side. Yeah, we got here late last night thanks to a plumbing snafu. (laughs) Yes, it was my fault. (laughs) I wasn't going to blame you. (laughs) One and two the count. Miller looking at an Anderson who's scoring to button now pulls the bat back and takes that pitch. Bounced in front of the plate. And now they're going to grant Anderson first base because the ball on the bounce came up. And hit her in the batter's box. So hit by pitch. Anderson takes first base. And it brings to the plate the top of the order, Kelsey Bernhardt. Tough break there for Miller right there. That a hit in the count. Pitch just got out of her hand. Unfortunately, bounced up into the hitter and rolled up and hit her on her foot. And I believe we're going to have a pinch runner. And that pinch runner will be Lily Jennings. Jennings coming in. She's a sophomore from Fishers, Indiana. And she's on at first base in place of Anderson as the pinch runner. And Bernard, who popped a second her last time up, 0 for 1 on the day. Left-handed batter. The mound expecting a bunt. And the pitch, she squares, bunts it foul, and back near the backstop. Nobody can catch up to it, 0-1. DePaul getting their leadoff man on. And Jennings is on, pinch running for Anderson at first base. 0-1 the count now to Bernard. She squares again. And now she's going to swing away, and she lines it right back to the mound. Miller grabbed it, throw the first double play. Big-time play by Sarah Miller. It was a shot right back to her. She did an outstanding job of fielding her position. Caught the ball on the line and had a heads-up play to double up the first base, or the runner at first as she took off on the hit. A big double play right there for Sarah Miller in this ballgame. Bang, bang, double play, and the Lions have two down here in the third. And it brings to the plate Grace Smith. Really put a star by that defensive effort by Sarah Miller. Good job of fielding her position. Two down here in the third, and the pitch is in tight for a ball. One another count to Grace Smith, who flied to left her first time up. I think excited at the Lions fans. They got up on their feet and standing ovation for Sarah on a big play right there. One and oh the count, two down, and that pitch is below the knees, two and oh. Still continuing to fall behind the hitters as we're in the third inning here. 
Two balls, no strikes, two outs here in the third. one nothing mount on top of it. Each team has collected a hit. And that pitch is on the outside corner called strike one. Drew Batcher is on deck. Should Smith be able to keep this going? She came in hitting 386 on the year, and that pitch swung on and grounded to third. Fincham on a couple of hops, throw across in time. So the Lions get out of the inning. They hit a batter, but erase him on the double play. So as we head to the fourth inning of play, it is the Mount 1, DePaul nothing on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Changing lives is what great teachers do. And as I saw more students struggling to read, I looked to Mount St. Joseph University for help. The Mount is a national leader in reading science with highly effective research-based methods. Their faculty equipped me to teach students with a range of learning differences, and I was able to make an immediate impact in the classroom. The Mount's fully online reading science program helped me climb higher in my career, but more importantly, is improving the lives of my students. Begin your ascent at msj.edu slash read. They say that great teams are built on teamwork, unity, and camaraderie. They say that great teams succeed when everyone's voice is heard, when everyone's included. Laugh together, build together, lift each other up. They say it takes a lot of hard work to be a great team. So we say, let's get to it. Back here at Milliken. And now we have a new second baseman coming in for DePaul, and that will be number 13 into the ball game for Milliken, and that will be Kate Geary, who moves into second base from center field. So Geary is now at second base. Looks like a new right fielder, Dave. Looks and like. yeah, and the pinch runner who was Jennings has moved to right. So Pyburn has moved to center, Geary has moved to second, and Jennings is in right, and that leads it off with Ivers, and she takes that below the knees for a ball. We were told that. Erica Hanrahan uses a lot of players, and she has so far. That pitch swung on and fouled out of play by Ivers down the left field side. So one and one the count to Ivers. And that pitch hangs upstairs, two and one. Mount on top of it, one to nothing. Two balls, one strike. The count swung on and missed, two and two. Boy, Ivers has gone after a couple of high offerings by Henry today. Yeah, that was a big cut by Elizabeth Ivers. Looking like she wanted to take that one over the left field fence. Yeah, speaking of left field fence, look at the left field home run porch (laughs) with all the players out there for Milliken. And the 2-2 pitch, high and outside. Nice coming out of the crouch and backhanding that one. St. Germain behind the plate. And the count now three and two. Second time in the ball game that Ivers has gone full. 
with Henry. Three and two the count. And the pitch. Swung on and missed. She tied her up. Struck her out. Good job by Henry just to continue to battle. The lines are forcing her to make a lot of pitches, but she's making the adjustments and uh, just continuing to get her strikeouts. The key is not to let her get to that double-digit number. Yeah, they are not keeping the amount of pitches on the live stats here today, or we tell you how many pitches Henry has thrown, but it's been a lot. One down in the inning, and that brings up Miller, and she again goes for a high inside offering. 0-1, swung and missed. Henry coming into the ball game, ranked top 15 in the country with strikeouts, 168 on the season. And the 0-1 pitch is a floater outside, 1-1. Bramble's on deck. By the way, I want to say hello to Sarah Miller's grandmother, Camille, who's listening today. One and one. That pitch swung on and missed against Sarah. Goes after a high end tight pitch. One and two. Hopefully, Camille can bring as much luck to Sarah as Annette Hagedorn has to Rachel Gabbard. One and two. The count to Miller. And that pitch is outside. Two and two. Similar to the first at bat, she, Henry was able to get ahead in the count. And Miller take another tough pitch there on the outside corner to bring it to two two. One down here in the fourth inning. One nothing mount. That pitch swung on, fouled back up against the screen. And the count stays two and two. Sarah, over the last week or so, I'm gonna say, Chris, just has not looked as comfortable as she has in the past at the plate. Yeah, I would agree with that. Obviously, she was off to a hot start in conference play. That pitch outside, ball three. Once again, we get to a full count. So, I mean, the Lions are doing a really good job. I know Henry's pretty in control of this game with the strikeouts and limited number of hits, but they're making her throw a lot of pitches. Unofficially, this is the seventh batter she's gone 3-2 with, and that pitch is swung on and fouled straight back. But you mentioned Sarah struggling just a little bit at the plate here recently. It was coming in, uh, obviously hitting 5-12 in conference play, was really getting that back going. And, Last weekend and then kind of into the day already, just struggling a little bit. But again, as we talked, as long as she continues to dominate in the circle, you can take care of that. 3-2 pitch swung on and tapped foul back behind home plate again. Count stays 3-2. and two. Yeah, as uncomfortable as she seemed in the tournament at Transylvania, she still went 4 for 10. Batted 400 there. Ultimate competitor, ultimate athlete. Been outstanding here for the Lions over a four-year career. And the payoff pitch swung on and tap foul behind home plate again. Boy, the Lions are really <laughs> wasting a lot of pitches that Henry has thrown here today. I really like the approach at bat. Uh, if it's aggressive early, if not, you continue to battle. You continue to foul pitches off, continue to get it to a full count. As we've said over and over again, she's thrown a lot of pitches here. One early. down. Pitch swung on and grounded wide of third and foul. <laughs> and Beth Goddard was had to jump out of the way of that one. And the count stays three and two. <laughs> Tenth pitch of this at bat. Coach Goddard was had to move out of the way. It was a shot down the left field line, but just foul. Went between her legs as she's getting a good laugh about that one. May have passed everybody by, but this is the tenth pitch of this at bat, and that's a floater swung on and missed. Catcher didn't come up with it, and they'll have to throw down to first to complete the strikeout. But two quick strikeouts. Well, I don't know if you can call them quick, but nonetheless, two strikeouts in this inning, six in the ball game, and there's two outs, and it brings up Casey Bramble. Bramble doubled her last time up to left center field, up against the fence, came around and scored the only run of the ball game. 
Two down here in the fourth. And the pitch taken inside for a called strike. Owen won the count. Bramble, right-handed batter, was down in the count two strikes when she doubled. That pitch swung on and missed. Henry seems to be finding her rhythm here in the fourth inning. She struck out the first two and now ahead to Bramble 0-2. And Henry into the wind and that pitch swung on and tapped foul. She went after a low outside pitch but couldn't let it go by. And the count stays 0-2. Wind again blowing from right to left. Henry. That pitch swung on and ran right back through the box and into center field for a base hit. So Bramble two for two in the game. That's twice now where Henry's had an 0-2 count. Or actually that was a 1-2 count. But 0-2 and 1-2 count on Bramble and left something over the plate for Looks like that was a changeup that Bramble was able to sit back and drive up the middle for a single. So Bramble is on at first base. Bramble on the year. Is four for four, and that pitch by Hodge swung on and blooped into left field, but coming in the left fielder, Wick, and she'll grab it for the third out of the inning. So in the inning for the Lions, they get no runs on one base hit, no errors, and they leave one on. They have left two on through the first four innings of play as we head to the bottom of the fourth. It is the Mount 1 to pawn nothing on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Stay up to date with all your sports information on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Mount St. Joseph University and Roger Bacon High School Sports. Talk about the Cincinnati Reds and Cleveland Indians on the Ohio Baseball Weekly Show every Monday night at 9 during the baseball season. Minute by Bennett scores, opinion articles, stories from the pros, college, and high school levels, including the WWE, MMA, and UFC. Increase your workout level and tickets to any sporting event all in one spot. Check out UltimateSportsTalk.com every day for your sports fix. Teaching is my calling. So when I needed to renew my license, I chose Mount St. Joseph University. The Mount offers the only program in the state of Ohio that allows you to combine two education endorsements to earn a graduate degree. In less than two years, I combined the reading and gifted intervention specialist endorsements. Classes were convenient, fully online, and I received personal attention from my professors. The Mount helped me climb higher in my career. Begin your ascent at msj.edu slash Ohio. Well, DePaul will lead off with Drew Batchers, Becca St. Germain, and Paige Price. Big inning for Sarah Miller as it's the three, four, and five hitters for DePaul heading into this inning. And they are down on the scoreboard one to nothing. The heart of the lineup coming up for the Tigers. So really big inning for Sarah Miller and uh, try to keep the DePaul Tigers off the scoreboard as the Lions and the Tigers continue to battle. And it's just pretty much been a pound-for-pound matchup right here this afternoon. Batcher, right-handed hitter, singled to left center field her first time up. So she is one for one in the ball game. one nothing mount on top of it. Fincham will play almost even with the bag at third. So is Gabbard at first. As we start out this bottom of the fourth inning of play. And that pitch is a strike right down Main Street again. 0-1. And as you look down the right field side... Cam McCool still warming in the bullpen. 0-1 the count to Batcher, and that pitch swung on and missed on a pitch in the dirt, 0-2. Boy, Miller really changed speeds on her on that one. It's just good to see her get ahead of a hitter here and 
as she draws a little smile to her face. And she's continued to battle, though, even getting behind hitters. She's continued to battle all day. Her defense has made some plays for her, and hopefully she can settle in. 0-2 the count. Miller into the wind. And the pitch to Batcher is upstairs, 1-2. and two. I think the bus driver's name is Sally. Sandy. 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 Well, she loves Sandy, it. Sandy is standing down there in the on one of the ramps, and I don't know if she's more nervous or Beth Goderwitz is more nervous, <laughs> but Sandy's right up there ready to <laughs> pounce on anything that comes towards her. One and two the count. That pitch high and outside, and the count two and two. Said Sandy's been the bus driver for most of the year and loves being a part of the team and loves being, you know, just a part of the trip up here to Illinois, and they've had her on most of the trips, and uh, she's been really fun to watch around the girls. She has been. Two and two the count. And the pitch to Batcher is just off the outside corner, but the home plate umpire, Jose Lopez, has been, or Jose Travis, excuse me, has been consistent with that call all day long. And the count three and two. Miller into the three two. And the wind swung on and popped foul down the right field line, and it'll hit foul and out of play behind the first base dugout. Count stays three and two. Batcher leading it off here in the fourth. One nothing. The Lions over the Tigers. And again, Miller's. 3-2 pitch to the plate. Fouled straight back against the screen. The count stays 3-2. and two. Good at battle here from Bratcher. She been able to get back up into the count. Fouled a few pitches off. Brought it to a full count. Making Miller work for every out here in this ballgame. Catcher St. Germain is on deck. Miller always crosses her arms, as we've told you. And moves into the wind. And that pitch swung on. Fouled back and out of play again. And the count remains at three and two. So it appears that DePauw has taken the mounts playbook and trying to waste some pitches from Sarah Miller here today. Winner plays at ten tomorrow, the loser at four tomorrow. And the three two pitch swung on and grounded wide of third and into left field for a base hit. Bramble will get it in, but on at first in a two-for-two two day is Drew Batcher, her second straight base hit to left field. Good job by Batcher. The way to win that battle against Sarah, fouled a few pitches off, was able to get a ball in between third and short for the first base runner here in the bottom of the fourth, and they lead off with a single with no outs. St. Germain will be the hitter, and now we're going to have a pinch runner coming into the ball game, and that will be number 15, Olivia Jackson from Indianapolis, Indiana. She's a senior, so Jackson in. Running for Batcher. Be interested to see what DePaul does here coming up. Uh, their best hitter coming up with St. Germain hitting 417 with a runner on first. Every run's important here, so do you let her hit her way or do you look to sack bunt here? Well, the last time it appeared that Sarah just pitched around her a four-pitch walk. And we'll see what they do this time. St. Germain, the cleanup hitter. With Jackson now at first base. And the pitch is taken at the belt for a called strike. 0-1. Talked about St. Germain having a good year for DePaul. She was all-conference and obviously all-first-team all-region. So really been a really important year for her in her senior campaign. 0-1 the count. 
Jackson at first. And the pitch to St. Germain is outside. Ivers came up looking to throw to first base, but did not pull the trigger. And the count is one and one. Jackson getting a good lead off first base. After the pitch is made, of course. And the 1-1 pitch swung on the ground into left field again for a base hit. Back-to-back hits by DePaul. They've got something going with runners at first and second and nobody down. Back-to-back base hits, and they were literally identical. Both were going in between third and short. Fincham and Tucker just unable to get anything as they both single out to left field. Now they've got runners on first and second. No outs here in the bottom of the fourth. And that's going to bring Mount Coach Beth Goderwitz to the mound to talk with her pitcher, Sarah Miller. Trying to get her settled down here in the inning. She's given up back-to-back base hits. That's three hits in the ball game now for DePaul compared to two for the Lions. And those two have come off the bat of Casey Bramble. Beth now has her saying. Now we'll walk back into the first base dugout. Nobody down here in the inning. Brings up Paige Price. Price, the left-handed hitting first baseman, will come to the plate. And you would think she would be in a bunning situation as Gabbard and Fincham are playing in, pinched in at the corners to try to get runners in scoring position with just one down. But we'll see here when you've got your number five hitter. And she's going to square to bunt, takes that one outside for a ball. Be interested to see. Looks like she's going to attempt it uh, rotation-wise. Tucker's able to gather over to take the throw to third. Hodge was able to go from second to first. So see how the Lions play this. One and zero the count. Miller into the wind, and the pitch bunted right out in front of the plate. Only plays at first. Fincham grabs it and hit the runner in the back of the head, and it goes out into right field. Coming home is Jackson. Rounding third and coming home is St. Germain. Throw into second base is not in time to get Paige Price, and it is now 2-1 to one to Paw. Just an unfortunate situation. The bunt fielded by Fincham at third base. She was attempting to throw the bag, throw it out down to first, and looks like it hit the runner, and then it came back and actually hit Maya Hodge in the face as she's shaken up down the right field line, and DePaul was able to score two as the throw went out into right field, and DePaul takes the lead, and we're checking in on all the players to make sure nobody was hurt as the ball was thrown into the runner and came back and actually hit the second baseman, Maya Hodge, in the face. So on the play, DePaul has scored a couple of runs, and they have taken the lead at 2-1. to one. Maya Hodge now is walking back towards the mound, and it appears that she's okay. Runner at second base is Paige Price, and that, I would think, Chris, that's got to be an error on Ivers. Should have been an error on Fincham. Fincham was able to field it from the third base side, and just the throw got away from her. Yeah, you're right, Fincham, I'm sorry. Yeah, and that will be an error on Fincham. Talked about how good the Lions defense has been all year long and just an unfortunate play right there where it 
The throw just got away from her, bounced up off the runner's helmet and got down into the right field, and DePaul was able to score two. One and no outs with a runner on second, so they really do have something going here in the bottom of the fourth. So Price is at second base, and it brings up Kate Geary. Hodge is okay and back to second. And that pitch is inside, I guess, 1-0. and One or no, the count. Two to one. DePaul has taken the lead here in the bottom of the fourth. Price at second base. Errors even at one apiece, and that pitch bunted out in front of the plate. It'll go foul. Ivers will pick it up after a curved foul. And the count one and one. Big moment in this game. You want to keep that to a one-run deficit. Uh, you don't want DePaul to jump up to a two-three-run lead here with a zero outs here in the bottom of the fourth. Yeah, especially when it looks like Henry has gotten into a groove for the Tigers on the mound. One and one the count. Price still at second base. Nobody out here in the fourth. And the pitch bunted out in front of the plate. Picked up by Ivers. Throw to first in time. And running to third will be Price. Boy, Geary came eerily close to hitting that ball when it went out into fair territory, but the sacrifice is complete. Runner at third. Nice job by Geary. Was able to get the sack point down. Price was able to go from second to third. DePaul's got a runner at third, 60 feet away with only one out. And that brings up Jade Mejia-Wick. Mejia-Wick struck out her first time up. And... Now I believe, well, let's see, we've got an entire conference going on down in the third base coach's box. And it will be Wick that will be coming up to the plate. Wick struck out her first time up. Wick was in the conversation along with Pyburn and the runner at third base, Paige Price. So there's still one down. Runner at third is Price in a two-to-one DePaul lead. Into the wind, Miller. Squaring and then fouling straight back is Wick. 0-1 the count. Cam McCool still, well, she's quit throwing down the right field side, but nonetheless, she's ready to go. 0-1 the count to Wick with a runner at third. One down and Miller into the wind. And the pitch swung on and blooped into right field for a base hit. Woodyard will come up throwing to first, but it's not in time, and the run will score. Price makes it 3-1. to one. Nice job by Wick. Good at bat. She was attempting to butt, pulled it back, was able to flare a ball over to second baseman's head out in the right field. Price was able to score. Now DePaul's got a 3-1 to one lead with only one out and a runner on first. So Wick at first base after her first base hit of the tournament, and it brings up Abby Pyburn. Pyburn. was out going to first base when she bunted and stepped on home plate her last time, so she's 0 for 1 in the ball game. 3 to 1. DePaul on top of it. One down and that pitch is bunted foul behind home plate. Keep an eye on Wick on the base pass. 15 of 16 on stolen bases. Looks like Pyburn was attempting a sack bunt right there, so DePaul's gonna play this aggressive right here, I believe. Jennings is on deck. She came in in the last inning as a pinch runner. And the 0-1 pitch to Pyburn is 
There goes the runner. It's high. Thoreau goes down to second base. Nice jumping catch by Tucker, but couldn't come down with the tag on Wick, and it's a stolen base. Wick was able to get a nice jump. Looks like she left early. They're going to call her out for leaving early. They're going to call her out for leaving early. First base umpire was able to call it. So that'll get two outs, and it'll clear the bases. And that makes it still three to one, DePaul, but the bases are empty. So there are two down, and Pyburn with the count even up at one and one. Miller into the wind, and the pitch is outside for a ball two and one. And now Beth Goddard wants to know what the count is, and it is one and one. And Pyburn questioned it and then realized, oh, yeah, you're right. And then stepped back into the box after she apologized to the home plate umpire. One and one the count. Miller moves into the motion, and the one-one pitch swung on and missed. Boy, Pyburn has that running start on the swing, and she ended up halfway between the mountain home by the time she ended her run. One and two the count. Two down here in the inning. DePaul has broken through for three runs, and they lead it three to one. Into the wind is Miller. And the pitch called strike three on a changeup. So Sarah Miller pitches out of it, but in the inning for DePaul, they get one, three runs on four base hits in the inning. Make it three hits in the inning. They leave nobody on and one big mount error. As we head to the fifth, it is DePaul 3, Mount 1 on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Life should be enjoyed. So get up and start. At Iron Sharpens Iron Personal Training, they develop a healthy relationship with you and provide a positive, encouraging environment to train. The staff at Iron Sharpens Iron will set up a personal training system that fits you and you alone. And your first session is free. Are you ready to have fun and get in shape? Iron Sharpens Iron serves the greater Cincinnati area. Check them out at isi-pt.com. That's isi-pt.com. Or call them today at 513-748-1538. NCAA TV and marketing rights fees. Where does the money go? Long answer, 96% of the revenue is used to fund 88 championships and support 1,055 member colleges and universities who together provide $2 billion annually in financial aid to more than 400,000 student-athletes so they can compete and learn. Short answer, we put our money where our mission is. Well, your line score from Millican University through the first four innings of play. DePaul, three runs, four hits, one error. And they have left two on base. For the Lions, one run on two hits, one error, and they have left two on base. Coming up to bat for the Lions here in the inning will be the bottom three in the batting order, Gracie Woodyard, Rachel Gabbard, and Casey Fincham. Henry appeared to get into a rhythm in the last inning, and let's see if she can keep that up. The Lions now down on the scoreboard for the first time today, 3-1. to one. 
And the pitch to the plate. Swung on. Popped up on the infield. Smith, the shortstop, coming over calling for it. And catches it for the first out of the inning. Nice job by Henry. One pitch, one out. Gracie Woodard was able to pop up to the shortstop. Smith's able to make an easy play for the first out in the top of the fifth. And it brings to the plate Gabbard. Gabbard struck out her first time up. So she is 0 for 1. That pitch swung on. Fly ball, left field. Going back is Wick, medium depth, and she'll take it in for the second out of the inning. So two pitches, two outs. Lions coming out just aggressive here in the top of the second, or top of the fifth, sorry. Two pitches, two outs, one fly out to the shortstop and one fly out to left field. Casey Fincham with two down comes up now, 0 for 1. She flew out to deep left field her first time up. And the pitch from Henry is taken inside for a ball. That might have been her best fastball of the day, Chris. That thing just took off. <laughs> Tucker is on deck. Two down in the inning. This will be just the fourth pitch of the inning by Henry. And that pitch swung on and grounded to the hole, but picked up by Smith. Long throw across. Not in time! Fincham beat it out. Nice well, that job. was a tough play for Smith, and she made it close. Yeah, nice play by Smith. It was deep in the hole at the shortstop position. She was able to gather it. Fincham was busting it out of the box all the way to was able to beat and throw out for the single. Well, now it brings up Aaliyah Tucker. We know what she can do with one swing and a bat, Dave. She is 0 for 2 in the game. She has struck out swinging twice. Brooke Otto is on deck. Two down. 3-1 to one to Paw. Tucker and the pitch. Swung on and Reaches out and pokes it foul over the first base side. 0-1. Tuck leads the team in home runs with seven. Has 30 RBIs coming in, and that pitch is high and outside for a ball, 1-1. St. Germain came up like she was going to throw down to first base, but Fincham got back quickly. 1-1 the count. And the pitch to Tucker swung on and missed. Now the throw back to first base, and Fincham gets back with a head first dive. Count now one and two on Tucker. That's two pitches that she's been able to get Tucker to chase on the outside corner. So they're staying away, away, away for Tucker, not giving her anything up on her hands. Henry into the wind, and that pitch, check swing on an in tight pitch, two and two. A little different than what we've seen before, Chris. When she was ahead in the count one and two, she'd normally go high and outside. This time she came high and inside. And the two-two swung on and fouled straight back against the screen, two and two. And then she goes away right there again. So good job by Aaliyah by fouling that pitch off to stay alive in the at-bat. Aaliyah really dominated DePaul in the first matchup. Went four for five with three doubles. So they're really going after her today. Two and two the count. Henry. Juggling the ball against her right hip. Moves into the motion. 2-2 pitch is outside. 3-2. and two. two down in the inning. Tucker has run the count full on Henry. With the runner at first base, Fincham. And the payoff pitch swung on. Fouled straight back. You're right, boy. They are giving her a steady diet of outside pitches. Continue to paint that outside corner. She continues to foul him off. Fincham will be running on the pitch, full count, two outs. Hanrahan just came out of the dugout and put, pulled out her right fielder, Jennings, and told her to go closer into right center field. And that pitch swung on it, grounded right to the first baseman, Page. She'll pick it up, 
step on the bag, and Price records the third out of the inning. So for the Lions, they get no runs on one base hit. And as we head to the bottom of the fifth, it's now DePaw 3, the Mount 1 on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Now on the Mount St. Joseph campus, it's the Roar Store. Located in the Harrington Center, the Roar Store is designed to meet the needs of our students, whether it's spirit wear, gifts, or snacks. But the Roar Store is more. They offer everything from notebooks to laundry detergent, even brake fluid and tire repair, plus a wide range of food and drink. And it's just a walk away. It's not just a bookstore, it's an everything store. The Roar Store in the Harrington Center on the campus of Mount St. Joseph University. Every day is a great day at the Wishbone Tavern in the Doha Plaza. The Wishbone Tavern still serves the best wings and burgers in town, but now they offer brunch on Saturday and Sunday starting at 10 a.m. And for your next event, use the Wishbone Tavern's party room, capable of holding up to 60 people. Contact Nicole for a reservation. With a menu full of fresh ingredients, hand-breaded appetizers, and a relaxed family-type atmosphere, your good time will begin when you walk in the door. The Wishbone Tavern in the Delhi Plaza, a proud member of the community. Open Monday through Friday at 11, Saturday and Sunday at 10. Well, Beth Goddard will pull the string on Sarah Miller and replace her with Cam McCool. McCool, the right-handed junior, 1.12 ERA with a 13-4-1 and loss record this season. McCool, in her 24th appearance, has thrown 119 innings on 71 hits. She's given up 34 runs, 19 of them earned, walked 43, and struck out 158 this season. Cam was named to the all-region team last week, so congratulations, Cam McCool, on that well-deserved reward. And like you said, she's coming in here just trying to keep this two-run ball game for the Lions. Sarah Miller went four innings in the ball game, gave up three runs on four hits. They two of them were earned. Struck out two, walked one in the ball game, and she is on the hook right now for the loss if it stays this way. Three to one, DePaul on top of it, and they have got Jennings, the right fielder, coming up to the plate. This will be her first at bat. She came in for a pinch runner for Anderson. Left-handed batter, wide-open stance in the top of the batting order, Bernard and Smith. And that pitch is taken over the outside corner for a called strike. This is pretty much what we thought would happen in this tournament. Miller starts, McCool comes in to take over. And the 0-1 pitch swung on in this. Nice drop ball, 0-2. Nice job by Cam to come in and... Get ahead of the count, 0-2, and like you said, yeah, that's going to be kind of the pitching core this weekend. Sarah and then potentially Cam coming in. 0-2 the count. McCool into the wind. And the pitch taken upstairs. 1-2 and two now. McCool came in and really just slammed the door shut on Transylvania on Saturday. 1-2 and two the count. Cam. That pitch, check swing, in and out of the glove of Ivers. Fouled it right in and out of the glove. And the count is one, stays one and two. Cam's one of those kids that, Chris, she doesn't care if she starts or relieves. She just wants the team to win. And that pitch swung on and popped 
Foul going over his Tucker into foul territory. She'll backhand it on the run for the first out of the inning. Nice job by Aliyah. The ball was popped up over the left field bag out into the left, left field foul line, and she was able to go all the way from short down the line to make the play. She makes it look easy, but it was a little bit tougher than what she made it to be. But Cam's an ultimate teammate, Dave. So there's one away, and it brings up the top of the order, Kelsey Bernard. Bernard is 0 for 2 in the ball game, and that pitch floats upstairs for a ball. If you win, you play at 10 tomorrow morning. If you lose, you play at 4 tomorrow afternoon. 1 to know the count, 1 down. And that pitch is taken inside. 2 and 0. Now to Bernard. McCool peering in with one away here in the fifth and that pitch is taken down low and inside now the count moves to 3-0 and Cam always wears the mask out on the mound to protect her face 3-0 and the count as she twirls the ball against her right hip and the 3-0 is a called strike over the outside corner tailed and hit the corner Three and one. Next game up is Milliken and Bellhaven. And that pitch swung on and missed. Three and two. Really good job by Kane to come back, fell back 3-0. Come back with two strikes to bring this thing to a full count. Come on, Cam. McCool looks in. Three balls, two strikes. And the one-out pitch swung on and missed. She came back and got her. Swinging first strike out of the ball game for McCool. And there are two away. Good job by Kay McCool. Was able to get her on a swing strikeout. And uh, we've talked about how good she's been in the in the circle for the Lions. She ranks top 15 in the country in strikeouts. Her and Cammy Henry are very close in that category nationally-wise. It's her 159th strikeout of the year. Two down. And it brings to the plate Smith, and Smith takes that first pitch for a strike. Smith has flied to left, grounded to third, 0 for 2. Just a beautiful day in Illinois today. Wind blowing out towards right field. Now, and that pitch swung on, fouled straight back. 0 and 2 the count. Talked about the next matchup, Bill Haven and Milliken, both ranked top 20 in the country. This region is stacked. You got three top 20 schools in here, and uh, obviously Calvin coming out of Michigan, and then the Mount coming out of Ohio. And the 0-2 pitch to the plate, check swing on a high offering, and they're not going to look. They're going to say she held up in time, one and two. Boy, that was close. One and two the count. McCool with Fincham playing in at third. That pitch swung on. Fouled right back here up against the screen. And the count stays one and two. Two down in the inning. One and two the count. Lions down by a couple. Three to one. Into the wind. And the pitch swung on. Fouled back again. 
up against the screen, and the count stays one and two. Good at bat by Smith. Been able to foul off several pitches. Third base coach is telling her to put a ball in play. Stay stay head down on the ball and put a ball in play. Easier said than done. <laughs> one and two to count. Batcher is on deck, the number three hitter, and that pitch hangs upstairs for a ball, two and two. McCool wanted Smith to go fishing, but Smith brought the lure out of the water. Two and two the count, two down. And the pitch swung on, fly ball left field, going back is Bramble. Hitter glove bounces up against the fence. She'll grab it, throw it back into shortstop, and going into second base is Smith. Hard hit ball off the bat by Smith. Was able to get up in the air out to left center or out to left field. Casey Bramble got a good jump on it as she stuck her glove up. It looks like it just hit the top of her glove and nearly bounced up over the fence, Dave. That'll be an error on Bramble. Hit right off her glove and it goes up against the wall and after the second error of the ball game committed by the Lions at second base is Smith and it brings up Batcher. Batcher's two for two on the day. Two singles and run scored. And that pitch is low and inside for a ball. Really important for the mount to keep this just a two-run game. One and oh the count. Two down in the inning. Runner at second is Smith. And that pitch is low and outside for a ball. Two and oh. Cam got the first two outs of the inning and now has struggled. 2-0 the count with two down. And a 3-1 to DePaul lead in the bottom of the fifth. And that pitch, check swing, but went right down the middle of the plate. Belled high, 2-1 the count. Boy, the Mount fans to our right, Chris. They're going to have no fingernails left by the time this thing's over. And the 2-1 is high and outside, 3-1. and one. McCool obviously not wanting to give Batcher really anything good to hit. She's two for two. But on deck is the cleanup hitter, St. Germain. And the 3-1 is inside and low, ball four. Yeah, it didn't look like they wanted to give much to Bratcher there. Obviously two for two on the day. Still got a heavy task ahead of you with St. Germain. Obviously all-region team. She's had a fantastic senior year. So St. Germain will come up, the cleanup hitter. Germain, 30 home run, or 30 RBIs on the year, three home runs, the catcher. Has runners at first and second. Two down in the inning. Smith at second, Batcher at first, the two out pitch swung on and missed. Blew it right by St. Germain, 0-1. DePaul looking to open this ball game up. Runners on first and second with a 3-1 lead. McCool peers in. And the 0-1 swung on. Fouled back towards us. 0-2. 0-2 here. You got a couple pitches to waste. One or two pitches to see if you can't get her to chase something up in the zone or out. See if we can keep this a two-run ball game as we head into the sixth. Peering in is McCool with runners at first and second. Outfield playing straight away. Infield playing back. 
And the two-strike pitch swung on and fouled back over the screen and out of play. Count stays 0-2. Lions have committed two errors today. And that has helped the DePauw cause. 0-2 the count to St. Germain. Price is on deck. That pitch is high and outside off the plate. And the count now 1-2. and two. McCool really taking a lot of time in between pitches. And the 1-2 pitch to St. Germain. Fouled straight back against the screen again. 1-2. and two, The count remains. Yeah, both teams continue to battle at the plate. A lot of foul pitches off today. and It's just been a really good battle, like you said. Just an unfortunate two errors by the mount to allow DePaul to take the lead. But it's really been a tight ball game most of the way. One ball, two strikes the count now. To St. Germain. And that pitch high and outside. And the count now even at two balls, two strikes. St. Germain has walked and singled to left, came around to score her last time up, so she is one for one in the ball game. Two-strike pitch, swung on, popped up on the infield, coming in as Hodge near the mound. She'll take it for the third out of the inning. So DePaul threatens but does not score in the inning as we head to the sixth. The Lions have two more cracks at Henry and the Tigers. Your score, DePaul three, the Mount one on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Social media has exploded over the years. The way we interact, receive news, and comment with everything has changed in this decade, and Twitter is where people usually discover what's happening. This is Dave Mitchell. With over 500 million tweets being sent each day, hundreds of millions of people are exploring links, articles, retweets, trends, and moments to find out what's new. Businesses strengthen their brands, friends promote themselves, and some just want more followers and likes. I just want to hear from you. Before, during, or after, send me your comments about the game to my Twitter, OHBBCohost. That's O-H-B-B-C-O-H-O-S-T. I hope to hear from you soon. That's OHBBCohost. It may not require a textbook, but it's filled with valuable lessons. It may not take place in a classroom, but it's an ideal environment for learning. It may not involve a diploma, but it can help prepare Ohio's young people for life. It's high school sports. High school sports can play a critical role in a student's overall education. In fact, studies show that students that participate in high school sports are more likely to enjoy greater levels of achievement in their academic lives. If you think high school sports are only about competition, think again. Better yet, think about attending a high school sporting event in your community. You'll be amazed by what you see. High school sports, a winning part of a complete education. This message presented by the Ohio High School Athletic Association and the Ohio Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Well, a couple changes for DePaul defensively. Anderson has moved back to second base. Pyburn back to right field. And Geary has gone back into center field for the Tigers. And for the Lions, they will lead off with Brooke Otto, then Elizabeth Ivers, and Sarah Miller. Lions down. They've got two more cracks. At Cami Henry, it is three to one, DePaul. Lions scored a run in the second inning. 
That run held up until the bottom of the fourth when DePaul broke through for three runs. And as we said, Otto will be coming to the plate. She reached first on an illegal pitch and popped out on a nice play by the second baseman. Her last at bat. And as the home plate umpire marches out the substitutions to the press box up here. And I think we've got a new first baseman too, Chris. <laughs> home plate umpires having a good time with all the substitutions, ins and outs. He asked somebody to read it back to him. Everybody started laughing in the fans. I think we've got a new first baseman too, Chris. That is number nine. And that is Katarina Kilgore. And that pitch is by Otto. Grounded to third. Throw across to Kilgore from the third baseman is in time. So, Batcher. Well, I'll tell you what. Since the Lions have gone down, they've been jumping on those first pitches right away. Yeah, they've been aggressive, but it's been able to get Kami Henry quick outs and throw limit on limited amount of pitches. That'll bring up Ivers. One down in the inning. So, Kilgore is at first base. Ivers, right-handed batter with one down, and that pitch is inside for a ball, 1-0. Lions just trying to find a base runner here, down two to bring the tying run to the plate. Just put a little bit more pressure on Henry in this DePaul defense. And the 1-0 to Ivers with Miller on deck is taken inside again, 2-0. Ivers ahead in the count, 2-0. That pitch swung on and popped up near the third base side, coming over as Batcher, and she'll take it for the second out of the inning. Boy, you're down 2-0. You've got to go after a better pitch than that, Chris. Yeah, we talked about throwing. Henry was throwing a lot of pitches early in the first three or four innings, and like you said, once DePaul really took that lead in the fourth, she hasn't really had to throw many pitches to get outs here for the Lions on the back end of the game. And it brings up Miller. Miller is 0 for 2 in the ball game. She has struck out swinging and looking, and that pitch is inside for a ball, 1-0. Gambrell is on deck. Bramble, excuse me. And that pitch swung undergrounded wide of third and foul, and the count now 1-1. One one. Bramble 2 for 2 on the day, so if you can just get a base runner, at least give her a chance. One ball, one strike to count, and a 3-1 to DePaul lead here in the bottom, top of the sixth inning. And into the wind, and that pitch way out in front of it. Miller couldn't catch up with a changeup, one and two. Miller, in essence, the DP now for McCool. Into the wind, and the one-two, swung on a miss. She checked her swing, but went too far. And the Lions go three up, three down against Henry in this sixth inning. We head to the bottom of the sixth. It is still DePaul three. The Lions one on UltimateSportsTalk.com. What do you wish for? A nice life? Nice things? Or... Do you wish for something more? A sense of purpose? Do you wish to discover a cure 
to write code that cracks an unsolvable question, to further our exploration into space, or to invent something that changes everything right here on Earth. Well, if that's your wish, make yourself ready. Because when you look back, you'll see that you didn't just make wishes. You realize them. Lions down on the scoreboard, three to one, as we head into the bottom of the sixth inning. And coming up to the plate will be Paige Price, and then Katie Geary and Wick, the scheduled three batters for DePaul. We had to kind of check that out in between innings because they made so so many substitutions in the last inning. Price, reach on an error, and grounded back to the mound. So she's 0 for 2, swung on and missed. Left-handed batter, 0-1 the count to Cam McCool. Price reached on that error and then came around to score. She's the lone under and run in the 0-1. Swung on, fly ball, right field. Coming in as Woodyard, going back as Hodge, and Hodge will grab it out in medium depth right field for the first out. Really nice job by Hodge. She was able to get a good jump on the balls. Traveling out to medium right field, she was able to go out and get a ball for the big out here in the bottom of the six. And that brings to the plate Kate Geary. Geary has sacrificed and flied to left. One away here in the inning. DePaul with a 3-1 to lead. And the pitch swung on a grounder right back to the mound. McCool bobbles it, picks it up, throws to first in time for two outs. The Lions pitchers have done an outstanding job today as far as fielding their position. Miller done a good job while she was in the ball game. And then Cam gets a ball, kind of a dribbler hit right back to her. She's able to knock it down, control it, and get the second out of the inning. So that will bring up to the plate with two down, Jade Mejia-Wick. Mejia-Wick singled. Stole second, but then was called off for leaving early. So she is one for two in the ball game. And that pitch taken up high for a ball. One and a high burn is not on deck because the next scheduled hitter. But we've got someone else in the on deck circle. That pitch taken upstairs to Wick. Two and zero. Kalen Linder is in the on-deck circle, getting ready to hit. And the 2-0 pitch is a called strike over the outside corner to Wick. 2-1. and Boy, Linder has got a huge brace on that right knee. Right-handed batter, but she'll be coming up. That pitch swung on and missed by Wick, and now the count evens up at 2-2. Two and two. Linder will only come up if... Wick can keep it going. Two and two to Wick. And the pitch to the plate, high and outside, three and two. McCool's done a really nice job ever since she's come into the ball game with getting ahead of hitters and just trying to get quick, easy outs. 
And the payoff pitch to the plate is outside and low. Ball four. Nice at bat by Wick right there. Was able to take a tough pitch right there to draw the walk. So that'll bring up to the plate Kalen Linder. Linder is a senior. And she is from Indianapolis, Indiana. Five-five senior, right-handed batter, and like we said, she has got the big brace on her right knee, and she will come up right-handed batter with a runner at first base in Wick. Now Wick stole her last time when she was on first base, but she was called out for leaving early. I would look for DePaul to be aggressive right here. The two-out pitch swung on and missed. Wick showed signs of going, but stopped after a couple of steps. Owen won the count to Linder. That pitch swung on foul. Straight back against the screen, Owen two. Linder, right-handed batter. Down in the count, 0-2 with Wick at first. And the pitch swung up, fouled straight back. Wick was going, but she'll have to return to first base. Count stays 0-2. to the count, two down. Here in the bottom of the sixth inning, DePaul with a two-run lead. And that pitch swung on it, fouled straight back again. Wick was going. And the count stays 0-2. If she's not leaving early, Chris, she's getting an excellent jump. And right now, the umpire hasn't called it, but she's... I guess you do it until you get called for it. 0-2 the count. And the pitch is up upstairs, and Wick wasn't moving on that one. And the count stays 1-2. and two. The two previous pitches, she was going, but on that ball upstairs, she... Held up, so the count stays one and two to Linder. And the pitch, there she goes outside, throw it down to second base, it goes into center field. Coming in is Otto, getting it back in, but in safely at second base with the stolen base is Wick. Wick was able to get a good jump right there. Albers threw a ball, nobody was able to field it right there, and it goes all the way into center field. Lions catch a break by Wick just staying at second base instead of being aggressive trying to get to third right there. Two and two the count. Two down. Wick at second base now. She is on second base, and she's got a stance down there like she's in the blocks in a track meet. And that pitch swung on and popped to the shortstop, but Finchman will cut in front of Tucker and take it on the run for the third out of the inning. As we head to the seventh, the Lions are down by two. They've got three more outs to go in this one. Your score, DePaul three, and the Mount one on UltimateSportsTalk.com. For more than a century, Mount St. Joseph University has prepared nursing leaders who serve their patients with the heart of a lion. Whether entering the nursing field, changing careers, or expanding your professional skills, innovative simulation labs and a variety of clinical sites prepare you to deliver exceptional patient care. With flexible undergraduate and graduate programs taught by highly credentialed faculty, the Mount will help you climb higher. Begin your ascent at msj.edu nursing. 
In a world where cancer is almost a daily part of the news, one cancer isn't heard about enough. Oral cancers are increasing in the U.S., and as in my own case, most people know little about them. Like many, I thought that this was a cancer that impacted much older people who had used tobacco most of their lives. While that's still a problem, the fastest-growing segment of the people developing oral cancers are young non-smokers. A very common virus, one responsible for the vast majority of cervical cancers, is now identified as a cause of this rapid rise in oral cancers. Thankfully, in a fast, inexpensive, and painless visual and tactile screening, a medical or dental professional can often identify early-stage disease. So please, the next time you visit your dentist or your medical doctor, ask for this simple screening. Finding oral cancer in its earliest stages may save your life. Bramble leading it off for the Lions. Down 3-1 to one here in the seventh inning against Cammie Henry. And Bramble swings and fouls the first pitch straight back for a strike. Owen won the count. Then comes Hodge and Woodyard. That pitch taken upstairs. Checking her swing was Bramble. And the count now evens up at 1-1. One Talked about how tough the bottom of this lineup's been all year for the Lions. So big opportunity for them to try to tie this thing up. That pitch swung on and fouled back against the screen behind home plate. And the count now one and two. Henry has really settled down over the past few innings. Once she got that lead, you could just tell it was just a different vibe out there for her. She was able to get quick outs. She's retired four in a row. That pitch swung on, fly ball, left field. Coming in is Wick near the line, and she'll take it for the first out of the inning. Nice job by Wick. Got a good jump out in left field. Bramble was able to get Wood on the ball. And Wick was able to come in running and make the first out of the inning. Hodge is sacrificed and fly to left. Right-handed batter. Lions down by two. They need base runners. Into the wind and the pitch is taken inside for a called strike. Owen won the count. Winner plays at 10 tomorrow morning. The loser around four. That pitch upstairs to Hodge. She checked her swing, held back. One and one and one the count. Wind has somewhat died down here at Milliken. And the one one called strike over the outside corner. One and two. Henry is wasting no time getting back to that rubber. Woodyard is on deck. Into the wind. The one-two pitch is inside off the plate. Two and two. Lions just looking for a base runner just to put some pressure on Henry in this defense. Two and two the count. Henry into the wind. And the pitch swung on and missed on a high inside fastball to tie her up. That's seven strikeouts in the ball game. For Henry. Two down. Lions down by two, and it brings up Grace Woodyard. If the Lions have a miracle in their hip pocket, this is when it's got to begin. Woodyard has sacrificed in an RBI. That pitch swung on and blooped foul near the first base dugout that Paige Price could not catch back up to. She's back at first base, by the way. Owen won the count. Gabbard is on deck. Oh, 
Into the wind and the pitch upstairs to Woodyard, one and one. Henry looked really lost and confused through the first four innings. And then, boy, once she got her rhythm, she's got that confident air about her now out on the mound. The 1-1 one, one is down too low, 2-1. Two and one. She really did take control of the ball game. Once they got that 3-1 to one lead, she's been lights out ever since. Two balls, one strike. Into the wind and the pitch. Check swing upstairs, 3-1. and one. Mine's just looking for a base runner here just to put a little bit of pressure on Henry in this DePaul defense. Gabbard on deck. You would like to have her get an opportunity with a runner on, Dave. Woodyard at the plate. The 3-1 swung on. Lined up the gap into right center field. Coming over the right fielder, Pyburn. And she'll take it for the third out of the inning. And that's the ball game. DePaul wins game one of this regional with a 3-1 to victory over the Mount St. Joseph Lions. We'll be back to Milliken to wrap things up in this game one of the regional NCAA tournament after this timeout. Sport is a common denominator in the world. And if there's any place where there's equality, it's really in sports. RISE stands for the Ross Initiative in Sports for Equality. We're dedicated to promoting understanding, respect, and equality in sports and beyond. With the country struggling with race, we believe it's time for the sports industry to come together and really unite the nation. We want people to speak up, take the pledge, and rise up against racism. And we'll rise up. I pledge. I pledge to treat everyone with respect. Respect. And dignity. I will not tolerate discrimination or harassment of any kind. I will speak up. Speak up whenever I know discrimination is happening. And I will stand up. Get up. Rise up for victims. Take the pledge at risetowin.org. Do you want to grow as a leader? Mount St. Joseph University offers a flexible master's degree in organizational leadership. Classes meet about one Saturday a month. Climb higher and become the leader you were meant to be. Begin your ascent at msj.edu slash Well, the Lions' 17-game winning streak is now snapped. They dropped to 30-9 and on the year and down into the consolation bracket. They will play tomorrow afternoon sometime around 4 o'clock. And who that will be against, we're not quite sure as of yet, but we'll let you know. Just So just keep your eyes out, and we'll let you know when we're going to be on the air tomorrow. But the Lions, as we said, dropped this one to DePaul by a final score of 3-1. to Your winning pitcher... Cammy Henry, who is now 19-0 on the season. And for the Lions, dropping this one here this afternoon is Sarah Miller as she takes the loss in the ball game. That is her fifth loss of the season. Check that, her fourth loss of the season. So, Chris, just a disappointing loss for the Lions here today, but nonetheless to the top seed. And now they've got an avenue that they know they've got to go on to win this tournament. Yeah, you play toe to toe with the number one team in the country, the number one team in the in the region. Three to one ball game. Obviously, uh, you were able to jump on them there in the second inning and take that one nothing lead all the way up until the bottom of the fourth. Uh, just 
unfortunate error right there. And then obviously once Kami Henry was able to get that lead, man, she was lights out the rest of the way. Final line score here this afternoon for DePaul. They had three runs on four hits, one error, and they left five on base. For the Lions, one run on three hits, two errors, and they left three on base in the ball game. We told you that the winning pitcher this afternoon was Cammy Henry in seven innings of pitching. She gave up just three hits, one earned run, struck out eight, and walked one in the ball game. She was outstanding from about the fifth inning on against the Lions. For the Lions, Sarah Miller, who took the loss, went four innings. She gave up three runs, two of them earned on four hits, struck out two, walked one. Cam McCool then came in and pitched the final two innings. In those innings, she struck out one and walked two in the contest. If you want to look for a bright spot, Casey Bramble in this ballgame really did a nice job on a two-for-three afternoon. Bramble had a good afternoon. I was just looking through the box score, Dave. All three pitchers, McCool, Miller, and Henry, obviously were all outstanding. It was going to be a pitcher's duel all afternoon. And then I'm looking through the box score. Only five players between the two teams with base hits today. So that that told you how tight it was going to be, how competitive the ball game was going to be, and how important each run was going to be in this ball game. The only other hit that the Lions had this afternoon was off the bat of Casey Fincham, the third baseman. She went one for two in the ball game. But when you look at the top of the batting order, Chris, Tucker, Otto, Ivers, and Miller, they were all offers in the ball game. 0 for 11. Six strikeouts between the top half of our lineup as well. So Kami Henry did a really nice job of keeping Tucker off the bases and not giving Otto, Ivers, and Miller opportunities to get runs across for the Lions. Yeah, but when you look at that DePaul, they had just one RBI, and that was off the bat of Jaheda. Mahia Wick, she had one RBI on one of two afternoon, but the other two runs that they got out of their three were unearned. Yeah, I mean, the main thing for the Lions right now is don't keep your head down. I mean, you just went toe-to-toe with the number one team in the country, and, you know, one play or two plays here away from potentially seeing what can happen in this ball game. Now you go down to the loser's bracket, you wait and find out who you play tomorrow afternoon, and you just keep continuing to battle and you continue to fight, and maybe you get another crack at this DePaul team later on this weekend. Well, when we come back, we'll wrap things up here for Milliken, bring you up to date as to what's happening, and tell you that the interview that we should have with Beth Goderwiss will be coming up in about 20 minutes. We'll bring you that on the website, ultimatesportstalk.com. Later on this afternoon, the post-game interview, it's all done in a media room via NCAA regulation. So I'm Dave Mitchell with Chris Morris. Your final score once again, the Paw 3, the Mount 1. We'll wrap it up from Milliken right after this. Now on the Mount St. Joseph campus, it's the Roar Store. Located in the Harrington Center, the Roar Store is designed to meet the needs of our students, whether it's spirit wear, gifts, or snacks. But the Roar Store is more. They offer everything from notebooks to laundry detergent, even brake fluid and tire repair, plus a wide range of food and drink. And it's just a walk away. It's not just a bookstore, it's an everything store. The Roar Store in the Harrington Center on the campus of Mount St. Joseph University. Life should be enjoyed, so get up and start. At Iron Sharpens Iron Personal Training, they develop a healthy relationship with you and provide a positive, encouraging environment to train. The staff at Iron Sharpens Iron will set up a personal training system that fits you and you alone. And your first session is free. Are you ready to have fun and get in shape? Iron Sharpens Iron serves the greater Cincinnati area. Check them out at isi-pt.com. That's isi-pt.com. Or call them today at 513-748-1538. 
Well, unfortunately, we really can't tell you who the Lions are going to be playing next. I mean, they're going to be playing the losers, supposedly, of Game 2, which there is no Game 2. So, <laughs> when you look at that, they're going to move forward into the bracket, and they should be playing tomorrow around 4, but we don't know who as of yet and whether or not they're going to re bracket these districts because of the fact that Geneva is out of the tournament. But we know the game time will be sometime tomorrow around 4 o'clock. They are definitely off the rest of the day. So the Lions will be going back to the hotel and they've got to get themselves prepared and they've got to bounce back after their winning streak has stopped. Yeah, I mean, this team's going to do that. I don't expect anything less. They're a fight bunch of groups that's fighters, competitive, and, and they're going to come back out with a chip on their shoulder again tomorrow with, with whoever they play. We'll find out later tonight. And uh, you just continue to compete. This is what the regional tournament's all about. And maybe, like I said, you get another crack at DePaul later on down the road. Yeah, I mean, when you look at the bracket, it says the loser of Game 2 will play tomorrow at 4, but Game 2 is the Geneva-Calvin game. Well, Geneva's already gone, so Calvin moves forward. So if you move this out, we don't know what time they're going to play, and they may not even play tomorrow. We don't even know yet. So this district, this regional tournament has really been turned topsy-turvy since Geneva got called out, and... Um, it's just something that we just don't know when they're going to play as of yet. Yeah, I mean, the best thing we could tell the Mount fans and any other fans that are following this region are really to follow up with your Twitter or Instagram or Facebook accounts for your program, and they will keep us up to date as the day goes on as we get more games. As we said, we're only going to play one more game here today, so hopefully we'll know something in the next two or three hours of how this is actually going to play out. I would almost guarantee, Chris, that we will be playing tomorrow sometime. It's just a matter of when. I agree. So, like you said, uh, keep your head held high. You went toe-to-toe with the number one team in the country. Tip of the cap to Cami Henry. Once she got the uh, the lead, she was lights out, and she showed us why she's 19-0 and and one of the top pitchers in the country. But Miller and McCool did a great job. Our offense was finally slowed down for the first time in a long time, Dave. So the Lions fall this afternoon to DePaul 3-1 to in Game 1 of this NCAA Regional, and they will play probably tomorrow sometime, as Chris said. Keep an eye out on Twitter and on Facebook and on the Mount St. Joseph website, and we'll let you know what time they will be playing and who they will be playing. Whatever happens, we'll be on the air about 15 minutes before game time. Also, later on this afternoon, we'll have a replay of this game on the website, UltimateSportsTalk.com, and the interview with Beth Goderwiss from the NCAA Media Room coming up here in a little bit so we'll bring you that also until then i guess that's about it any final thoughts on this afternoon's ball game chris just a well thought well played game by both teams we knew it was going to be competitive uh, three to one DePaul was able to get a couple base runners there in the fourth and then uh, obviously the air from pension was able to score two take the lead and then another base hit later on in that inning so tip of the cap to DePaul. respect that program and uh, obviously they got some respect for the mound as well. And really good job by both teams really competing hard on the field. So our thanks to Erica Hanrahan, the DePaul head coach, and also, of course, to uh, Beth Goderwiss and Dee Dee Morris, the Mount St. Joseph co- coaching staff, to Brian Marshall here this afternoon from Millican University for helping us out, and his assistant, Morgan. We never did catch her last name, but she did an outstanding job for us here today. To Blake Watson back at Mount St. Joseph also. Want to thank Dr. Williams for granting us permission to do these ball games to the NCAA, to Melanie, to 
Melanie Wagner, the athletic director of Mount St. Joseph University, to everyone that helped us put this on. But most of all, our thanks go out to you for listening. I'm Chris Morris, and I'm, I'm Dave Mitchell. Poor Chris Morris. I'm Dave Mitchell. Until next time, have a good night, everybody. Yeah, we just hang